about the sink that we got to make sure that Haru does. No, because fucking, in case anyone didn't know, Mr. Haru is now our editor for the podcast. So thank God for you. Yeah, exactly. Because now I can actually focus on other things, which I actually have been doing. (laughs) I've been working on other things. (laughs) Monday nights are yours again. Uh, I mean, I still listen to the podcast to give it like that one last clean listen through. Of course. Um, But I mean, every single time has been nearly perfect. So, I mean, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Which is good, uh, but no this this time the the sync was absolutely terrible. So Haru, when you listen back to this number two, 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 number the countdown dose. is two. Um, let let's just let's just talk about the fuckery. <laughs> so last week well, was we fun. Wanna, let's start with our fuckery, and then we'll go into a little bit. This will probably merge into probably your week as well. That's fine. Uh, who'd have known that? <laughs> Of all the fan bases we've talked shit about, that the Atari fan base is the one that would have reached out to us and engaged. Like, there was one comment that just said, you guys are dumb, you're just like Trump supporters, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to make for great entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hold on, I... Pause. Good. I need to go look up these fucking comments because I'm gonna pull them up for the. I'll pull. I don't even care about not showing these people's names. It's on YouTube, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Um. What's our name? What's our name? Scrubverse. There you go. Scrub. Act like I know Scrubverse podcast. Name. Well, there's a Scrubverse, which I think is your personal channel, and then there's Scrubverse podcast. It's the one that has more subscribers than the other one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything. Like all of them are great. Uh, this there's this one. Oh, there's lore. There's lore to this fucking. Atari Dude, and you, yes. I just let you. I was I was working, and I was just like, I'm gonna let him engage. So there's there's lore. So like there's like this this slug <laughs> commune within the Atari VCS world, right? It's, it's like like when these slugs come out, everyone's like stops fucking talking and they're just like, "Oh, hold on. The the elder gods are talking. The slugs are in town." <laughs> but uh I think there was only two people that actually went in to listen to what it was that we were talking about. And I got into it with this one guy named Josh. His his name is just fucking Josh. That's it. It's just and Josh. And then Snail Anime Art, which he he's like a legend within the community. Like everyone's like, there's we got the slug, the snail guy, but he doesn't speak proper English. He's like from Bangladesh, right? He's, How did, did you did you go down the rabbit hole trying to figure this shit out? Yeah, well, they kind of <laughs> like led me there. They piece they it, it's like that one scene. I'm gonna fuck it up, uh, but it's like that scene from Family Guy, mm, piece of candy, and they led me. Oh yeah, they led me to got, the yeah. treasure trove. So you're you're a sheep. I'm a sheep. <laughs> I am a sheep. Like they said, I am a sheep. Uh, snail anime art. I don't fucking care if it's a fucking scam. Atari VCS is the winner, and I already pre-ordered it. Stupid turds. Yeah. No, I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're fucking happy. I think that's just literally, like, these guys are trolling. I think, like, maybe two of them are trolling, but they just kept doubling down. It's like, nah, bro, Atari VCS, Atari VCS. And this is oh, what no, the, the snail, the, the snail guys, the snail... Those are trolling. Okay. All the other ones are Atari fuckboys is what they are. So, like, here's here's the thing that I am hearing coming back, right? And they kept on trying to throw 
uh, videos and like facts to back up the value of the VCS. And almost everybody that they provide, every source that they provided was saying the exact same thing that we were saying, except nicer. Like I didn't say so they didn't like our scam. tone. They didn't like the tone. <laughs> But I guess, like, between misunderstanding the tone for the facts that we were spitting out there, um, they they just – it does not compute for them. Which, I mean, if you're a fan of Atari, you're, like – you run on slower hardware, which means – you like playing on slower hardware, which means that you run on slower hardware. So I, I don't know. That's the conclusion <laughs> okay. that I'm going to come to. I went and watched – I watched Young Ye's video uh, about the Atari VCS. He says everything we exactly said, and then we go – or we, I look at the comments, and I'm like, man – there there's people here's people that agree with what he's saying we just got the leftovers that came to our video <laughs> we got the crumbs the crumbs yeah, well, the leftovers. dude i messaged you i was like hey they do realize that they're just helping us right and you were like shush don't tell them yeah <laughs> because because like responses downvotes of any sort any sort of interaction converts into fucking like oh there's active there's active shit I have going to see why thing. is this so bad? Exactly. Uh, but no, like one of the biggest things that they kept on trying to hammer down is that the Atari VCS is the cheapest PC that you can buy. That's like their, their major argument is that through everything else that's being said between the, the shitty business practices, between the, the blindsiding of the developers – which, yeah, sure, the, the developer turned around and later agreed to make Tempest 4000 for the Atari VCS. That's not the point. The point is, is that they announced it for the Atari VCS without alerting the developer. And if you're just like, oh, well, they're, they're still doing it. I'm just like, that's not what I'm getting at. You're, but regardless, yeah. regardless, what everyone is sitting there and saying is, is that because it's a Linux-based platform that is essentially a PC it is a $250 PC, period. That's what that's what everyone is just like, oh, it's a PC. It's the cheapest PC. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do with it? Well, Nothing. You could expand on it. I'm just like, that's that means you have to put in more money. You Which means your PC is more expensive. So they were saying that you can expand the storage and that you can expand the RAM because the base model of the VCS has four gigs of RAM. Right. You're just like, well, you could just expand it to eight. You could expand it to 32 gigs. Do they? Are you? Yeah. I want to meet these people because apparently they're pulling RAM and memory out of their assholes. They shit RAM and memory so that they don't have to pay for it. So their their PC is always two hundred and fifty dollars, regardless. Yeah. Like the fuck the fact that like two sticks of what is it? Sixteen gigs. Sixteen gigs is probably two, about six, seventy dollars. Sixteen gigs of DDR4 RAM is yeah seventy to a hundred. Yeah. It used to be a lot more expensive, but now it's well, not with COVID right now. All computer price, <laughs> all computer parts are fucking. I have been all. I've been having a lot of people because they got their you know months ago got their stimulus refund mm -hmm. and just people that are like, I need to build a PC now since I'm always home. Yep. Hey Corey, can you build this PC? I'm like, you need to go to NZXT because right now that's going to be your cheapest option. Yeah. Because I looked, I I looked up if you are able to find all the parts that you want, you're not going to get them all from one place. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get them all from Newegg, you're not going to get them all from anywhere. So, yeah, my favorite and I posted this on the Scrubverse. I I blurred out names cuz you know, I'm nice, but my favorite one was they posted a video. I don't I didn't actually look at the video. It was a 
Oh, it's why is everybody wrong about the Atari VCS? Is that the kid but that's then, playing fucking uh, not Defender? This missile, the new Missile Command. There you go. Yeah, yeah. This that's the one that I keep on going back to. Like the big thing is that it's a two hundred and fifty dollar computer. That's what everyone's well, going back to. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. But if you're playing it as a platform, if you're playing it as like an Atari box as it was originally marketed for. That's just mm-hmm. without the controllers. So you have to put in $40 for the retro legacy joystick, and then you have to throw in another $50 for the modern co- controller. That right there boosts that shit up to $350. Yep. And they, I mean, I, like, they, some websites are selling it for even higher than that. I'll get, like, the joystick's cool. I like the, the premise behind the joystick and all that, but. No, it's but the comment that I was wanting to get to said this guy said your podcast is rubbish, literally just two guys sitting on a couch talking nonsense. <laughs> and uh, we, I'm gonna, it was you that responded, but I'm gonna say we since it says the Scrubbers podcast. It says, oh, that's by design, and he responds with, no, that's by lack of capacity, capability, and insight, just like most other YouTubers and forum loudmouths. We have accomplished exactly what we set the, out to do 56 episodes ago. <laughs> it's it's all come These full are people circle. we're now being... They have not re- Yeah, they have not read anything that we've ever said. We have n- we've always said we are not experts of anything and we don't <laughs> know why you listen to us. <laughs> so the moral of this, the moral of this and the next article that we're going to talk about before we get to the weeks is that you should listen or watch or play or research something before you make a dumbass opinion about it. <laughs> yes. Yes, that that would that would be ideal. But that's that's fine. No, no. You you guys can hold on to your fucking love of the Atari VCS. I don't give a shit. I am hold not that buying L of it. a system. Yeah. Go for it, bro. Just just fucking go for it. If it makes you, you happy that to to run a cracked version of windows in order to play Fortnite at the lowest resolution go for it not go even official it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not cracked that's just they downloaded something and it wasn't official they didn't even like actually go into cracking anything that's uh, laziness right whatever. that's lazy hacking that's fine anyway. anyway let's go to the next story uh it looks like uh so the title of this article is After the Last of Us 2 Review Bombing Scandal, Metacritic Paused the Ghost of Tsushima Verdicts. So uh, with this screenshot that you can see or that you can go and look at, the Metacritic or the Metascore is uh, sitting at like 83. But they put a little disclaimer up in the top right of the review for Ghost of Tsushima. It says, please spend time playing the game. Come back to review it starting at midnight on July 18th. That shit's great. I I think that this is acceptable. I think that this is okay. Um, yes. Th- this was this has been an issue that's been going back all the way like a year or two ago when Captain Marvel came out and everybody just started review bombing the shit out of it just because they had a fucking issue with X Y Z. And I'm not going to condone nor condemn uh, the things that they did, but it makes sense that at least in my mind, if you're going to actually put down a hard review on something. You're going to put your name down on something. You're going to give it a score. You should probably have tested out the hardware or the software or seen the movie before actually passing judgment. And people, this, this, is, the, this is the weapon that players have. 
You know, they can just dump the user review scores to the lowest levels. And Chris, it's called jumping on the bandwagon is what a lot of people do. I agree with it. I I think that if you think that there's something fucked up with the game that you have every right to turn around, kind of like what happens with Steam. And the way that Steam handles their reviews is that there is the legacy review and then there is the time frame review. So if you're going through mm-hmm. reviews within the last three months, they'll let you know if the reviews are uh, mostly or overwhelmingly positive or overwhelmingly negative. And then there's like the lifetime review of every single review that they've ever recorded. So if you've got a game that had a really shaky start, you know, that's probably going to mm-hmm. be in the mix to mostly negative. But if they fucking finally fixed everything like they did with No Man's Sky. That's uh, exactly what I was about to say. It'll push it back over into the positive. And I think that when looking at it that way, that's what's important. So I think that the user review is an extremely powerful tool. I think that using it the way that they've been doing it with Metacritic to voice voice their opinions on substantial, like, real issues, like what happened with World of Warcraft, 100% agree. Warcraft Uh, 3. Warcraft 3, there you go. Yeah. But as far as like the, the last the of us two nonsense, uh that's that nah, one's goofy. That's that's dumb. I'm not I'm not with that one. And granted I, I haven't played it. I'm not going to play it for a while because I still haven't played the first one. But um I don't really have a want to play the second one. I liked the first one. I liked how the first one ended. I also didn't play any of the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that came after Last the DLC. of Us Part One. Well, there was DLC. Isn't there like another game or something like that too? Like another so. small side story thing or something like that? Uh, I don't maybe. Know. I don't know. But it's it's a lot of the cancel culture, man. It's it's a little rough. So I I'm glad that they did it for this game because I am going to talk about it in a little bit of depth uh, when I start going through my weeks. But um. No, this this, I almost this is it. honestly a good thing. You should have. You honestly should have. I I'm gonna put it like this. Uh preface it. With the two games that came out between Ghost of Tsushima and Paper Mario Origami King, Ghost of Tsushima is the better game. Both are good, but Ghost of Tsushima is great. Of those two games, I didn't even play either one of them. I was playing something else. So. <laughs> I mean, if you want to turn it over to weeks, let's do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's do it. Uh, there's not much else to talk about with the Medicare. It's just like, I love how they said, like, play the game first. We're going to lock this even far longer before you can actually comment on this shit. I, uh, I think that user reviews should go even a step further. Like, maybe maybe like three, four days. I think three, four days is a, is a, a good chance for people to actually play and complete a game. Especially like a game of yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Because Ghost of Tsushima from what I'm gathering, can probably take you about 30 to 40 hours to complete. I mean, if or you're going to review a game, and even at a user level, you need to put some time into it. I mean, I just did a review, and I did it for a week. Mm-hmm. Like, I played the game, and I'll talk about it when I get into my week, but I played the game extensively. I played everything else so that I could get an in-depth review about it. Right. There's so many times, even when I see on Amazon, people are like, shit's bad, didn't like it. I'm like, well, There's a big why? difference, though. Well, you true, did a but... review for an actual publication. These guys are just leaving comments. Yeah, that's I don't like comment reviews like that. Like if you're going to review something even at a level of this, I'm not going to say smaller magnitude than what I did, 
you should at least I'm a firm believer in if you believe in this, then you need to tell me why you believe in that. And I will hear your story out. But if you're just going to be like, don't like it because the game's uh, like Legend of Zelda and I don't like Legend of Zelda, then I'm just like, that's not a good enough argument, bro. Like, <laughs> give me some more info so that I can counteract what you're saying and have a discussion, not so much an argument with you. I feel you. So, anyway, yeah. Let's go. Let's go into your forty-five hour week. So. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to start things off with something that I don't typically do ever in my life. Uh, I watched a movie. Oh shit! Did you? Yeah. And did you tell me that you watched a movie? I told you that I watched a movie, and I was just like, "Bro, you need to you need to watch oh. this movie." And yes, I watched The Irishman. I watched. Uh, I'm gonna fuck been up. Been out name. for two years. Yeah, it's, it's it's been out for a minute. It hasn't been out for two years. It's been out for maybe a year. Uh, okay. Martin Scorsese's uh, film. Scorsese. Scorsese. I'm no. I told you I was gonna fuck it up. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I'll Martin correct Scorsese, you. These are movie names. Uh, featuring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, uh, like the three big crime actors like crime drama yeah, actors the gangsters the gangsters the goodfellas yeah like the goodfellas of hollywood uh also featuring ray romano who actually did a really fucking good job like yeah i have never watched anything ray has done and been like he's a good actor this is good like everybody loves raymond absolute garbage no it's just care. a comedy sitcom and all that's yeah. not an actor's like, but even, and I love his stand-ups. His stand-ups are yeah, great, stand-ups but acting's are different. Um, but, like, uh, the other things that I've seen him act in when he tried to taking on more serious roles, I'm just kind of like, come on, man, what are you doing? In this mm-hmm. movie, this movie was just, like, his calling. He's supposed to be in, like, he's supposed to be, like, the, the supporting hand of, like, the crime dramas and shit like that. Because he did right. really fucking well. I also had well, uh, Robert Cannavale who was in Boardwalk Empire and apparently was also in um, Will and Grace, but I've never watched that show. I watched it. My grandma watched it a lot when I stayed with her, so she wa- I watched it too. Uh, I wanted to bring up too, it's not so much like connected to Ray Romano's acting, but it reminded me of Adam Sandler. Now, Adam Sandler has put out a lot of shit movies, especially as of late. Yes. But I've noticed, and I've been seeing it on Twitter, and I just have been noticing that every 10 years he does a really good fucking movie. Like I think the first one that everyone was like, "Oh, this is like this is Adam Sandler was Punch Drunk Love." I think it came out like mid 2000s or something like that. And then he came out with uh Funny People, which was like 10 years later that had Seth Rogen, I think it had a it had a bunch of other people in it too, but that was a really good one. And then Uncut Gems just recently came out on Netflix. I heard and about I've been hearing that. I've heard it's really good. Okay, but but then he goes and makes the the other Mindy and all these other fucking movies where you obviously see like Grown Ups too. It's like, oh, he wanted to go on vacation and take his family, so he made a movie, and they got to go to Hawaii for three months. <laughs> like it's a terrible, th- like it's shitty, but you can't hate the guy for playing the game. Yeah. So <laughs> it's no. like when we talked about uh Bella, what's her name, the Bathwater Girl. Oh, uh, Belle, Belle De- Delphine. Del- Belle Delphine, yeah. Which, I mean, we gave her shit, but gotta respect the hustle if she's making money off of it. Also, my f- buddy or my buddy in Discord sent me a video, and apparently she made a video of She's Back. 
Yes. And it's a metal. It's bad. I'll yes. put it in the Discord. Yeah, do do that. <laughs> do that. I am interested. Um, no. So the film The Irishman is based off of the book I Heard You Paint Houses by Charles Bart, which I heard you paint houses when you learn what that means. I've always known what that terminology means because I'm from New York and I would, there's a lot of fucking Italians that I know of from New York. So I that that little quip has been passed down. Hey, to fucking pasta. <laughs> um, but I heard you paint houses uh, follows the story of Frank the Irishman Sheeran, who was a lowly truck driver and former World War II veteran turned hitman for the Buffalino crime family, which ultimately ends with the alleged death of Jimmy Hoffa. Um, Mm -hmm. so pretending that nobody knows like the premise of everything, Buffalino crime family was one of the biggest crime families in, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, and they had ties going back up to, to New York. They pretty much had like a large, um, a large claim to a lot of the properties and casinos that was going along the, the Northeastern seaboard. Uh, they right. had they had some contacts out in Cali, but like their their the main operation Northeastern focusing area. on is Philadelphia. Jimmy Hoffa was the president of the Teamsters Labor Union, and his connection to the Buffalino crime family is that they would dip into they would take money out of the pension fund for all of the workers and use that for loans and down payments on property for casinos and resorts and you name it they got it and so you had you're essentially committing fraud because you have this pile of money that has a purpose and you're using it for something else and we're going into things that transpire since world war ii going into the cold war there are touching subjects like the bay of pigs invasion jfk that's why you love this movie I mean, it helps. It really helps because you're getting you're getting fed information of uh, of like history. actual history that's going on. Yeah, but with Robert like De Niro this... and Joe Pesci's yeah. face in front of it. Oh my god! Like the acting, the acting is like immaculate. I mean, they're Absolutely legends, of course. Phenomenal, all three of them. I like. I argue who did the best. Like Joe Pesci has like a more uh, background role. He's really more the supporting character to Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but his role as that mob boss is just fucking exceptional. It's perfect. They Robert had a De Niro, little bit of experience with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's their. This is like their crowning moment, like their swan song to the crime genre of mm-hmm. of movies. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Uh, Al Pacino was playing as um, Jimmy Hoffa. Robert De Niro playing Frank Sheeran. Uh, yeah, you have all these Italians playing like different nationalities and shit. Like, it's fucking great. It's almost like they're actors. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've heard even when it first came out, I had a lot of people. It might. No, I don't think Sketch ever talked about this. He talked about the Breaking Bad movie. Okay, but he. I don't know if he ever talked about the. I've heard the Irishman is good, so. I might have to check it out. Now. It's my favorite movie. It's it's my favorite crime movie so far, and like, I, well, it's like you've seen seven movies in your whole life. I've so. seen a little bit more than seven movies. <laughs> I've seen a few more than seven yeah. movies. Fifteen. We'll go fifteen. Uh, Sixteen. 
Um, no, what I thought was like really interesting, and it's just like things that you pick up. So Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, they played themselves throughout the entire fucking movie because the big thing about this film was that they were using de-aging uh, digital mm. effects to make them look younger because it's they're going flashbacks from the 1990s when Frank Sheeran is telling the story to Charles Brandt to 1975 where him and uh russell are driving out to detroit for a wedding but they're supposed to meet up with jimmy hoffa which ultimately leads to his disappearance and alleged alleged death then going back to the 1940s 1950s where world just war ii just around. ended and they're just they're kind of like bouncing around because he's telling the story of the events that led up to the death of jimmy hoffa because that's what everyone cares about and you don't know what's what this is ultimately heading towards until the name Jimmy Hoffa pops up about the like, oh. power of the way. <laughs> yeah, because I went into this movie blind. I had no idea that it had anything to do with Jimmy Hoffa. And once they dropped the name, I'm like, oh, we're doing this. Because I haven't read the book either. <laughs> yeah. And like the lead line where it's just when Jimmy Hoffa asks Frank Sheeran, I heard you paint houses, which is code for, hey, I heard you kill people. <laughs> Because when you paint houses, you're blowing their brains up against the walls of the house. And yeah. there's your paint. Um, he's like, yeah, okay, I do New, my own carpentry down, too. No, no, bro. Bro, this this is life. <laughs> this this shit gives me life. The only I thing I, I the only thing I know about the Irishman is that there's a scene where he gets like this amazing hot dog because binging with uh, Babish made that hot dog on his show. Oh, yeah. Like, he recreated it. And I was like, that's the only thing I know about the Irishman. You know, like, that one of those hot, beer dog, hot dogs. That scene with the hot dog lasts like a minute. Tops. Yep. A minute. And if 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 he just picked that up and he was just like, yeah, that's what we're going to fucking do. Like, I, it would have made more sense. It's just like, yo, I want to make this amazing Sunday because Jimmy Hoffa was like a huge like ice cream whore. The entire movie, he's eating ice cream. Like every other scene that he's in where he's sitting down, he's eating ice cream. Like... The scene where JFK, <laughs> where JFK gets shot in the head, he's eating ice cream. He looks up, he's like, "Good," and then he goes back to eating his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that movie's fantastic. Every it's three and a half fucking hours. Three and a really? Yeah. No, it's three and a half hours, bro. Not two hundred and nine I... minutes. It's two hundred and nine yeah. minutes. Three hours and twenty nine minutes. So. <laughs> I didn't know they fucking filmed this era, this movie in Long Island too, which is where I'm from. Have you seen that thing? Apparently, there's a Netflix show called The King of Staten Island. Yes. Um, it looks dirty. <laughs> well, Staten Island is like the New Jersey of the five boroughs. Yeah. I mean, they're they're the redheaded stepchild. I was listening to a comedian yesterday when we were driving around. He said, "I'm from Staten Island." And he goes, "You know how fucked up it is when you have to take a boat." To the city every day, you start talking like a pirate. Someone asks you, "Is like, well, hey, are you going to this party?" It's like, well, if the seas let me, you're like, what do you fuck you mean if the seas let you? <laughs> that shit's dumb. Uh, no, Irishman, great fucking movie. Moving on to video games, I have decided that every single day until the Dreamless Dreamcast marathon, I'm going to be playing my Dreamcast for at least an hour a day. At least an hour a day. I'm going. I'm going to okay. get myself because I've had you my. Better Dreamcast. play Tokyo Bus Guide. What's that? You better play Tokyo Bus Guide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I I've had my Dreamcast. I have like the core games that I play, but I have never I've never really like delved into other things because when we did the Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon last year, there was a lot of games I had no fucking idea existed. So this this time I'm really going to try to do like a deep dive on the mm-hmm. console itself and you know see where it takes me. Right now I'm going with my with my comfort food so to say. I'm really just focusing on fighting games to get it out of my system. Uh right. playing games like Plasma Sword. Um that's the game that has Hayato. If if you ever played Marvel vs Capcom 2 and you wonder where hey who's this <laughs> Hayato motherfucker? <laughs> Plasma Sword. It's the fighting game that you didn't play because you bought Soul Calibur. All right. That game is a special kind of ass. Like it's okay. It plays. <laughs> it plays. It plays okay. It, it, it's not bad, sp- but it's just not it's not the same level as the other 3D fighters that are there. Uh right. what what I like about Plasma Sword is that when you go into the training mode, uh even though they don't tell you any of the specials, like quarter circle forwards, backs, no no no, you got to figure that shit out on your own. But they'll tell you like your bread and butter combos. So, you know, that A, 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 B will chain into each other. And the way that they do it is that they have this grid where it'll start with A, B, K. So like A is like your horizontal, B is your vertical, K is your kicks. And then there's another button for like special shit, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And then they'll branch off showing you what naturally combos into the next button. So if I hit A, Mm. I have a choice of either hitting A or B. If I hit B, I have a choice of hitting either A or K. And it'll it'll light up as you go. It's okay. It's got a lot of fucking characters that, like, nobody is ever going to fucking remember. I think the game has, like, 16, 18, 20 characters. It was a big roster for a game that nobody's fucking played. We probably won't play it on the Dreamcast Marathon. Probably <laughs> not. Probably not. I like. I think that people should at least acknowledge it as a footnote and it's like, hey, this is ex- this exists. But mm. again, nobody plays Hayato except me in Marvel vs. Capcom too because he's garbage as well. So, whatever, it's fine. That's like Captain Commando, where they're like, who the fuck is Captain Commando? And then yeah, you but go back people and play know it. the Captain Commando beat him up on the SNES, like. More people know about that than fucking Plasma Sword. <laughs> right? Like, they, they know. And Captain All Commando's right, a top tier. It's a top tier character. So, like, that's going to draw more people to be like, oh, who's Captain Commando? Oh, he's got this baller-ass fucking beat-em-up. Who's Hayato? Oh, he's in this shit fucking fighting game. <laughs> that game sold because of Marvel vs. Capcom. It sold more copies after Marvel vs. Capcom than it did on its initial release. Apparently Don't quote me. I, that's not a lie. I was, I was that's about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me. Jesus fucking Don't Christ. Quote me. Um, no, I played Hydra Thunder. I'm still garbage. You're the only person that can play that fucking game. I I gotta get the. We were just talking about that last week. Uh, I don't. It's called the Hot and New or whatever. I always call it the Hot and Ready. Uh, but I have the version that got shipped with the games that wasn't com- that wasn't completed. So like, I don't have music in my levels. Oh. I need to get the hot and new version that's because that's the fixed version. That's not uncommon for Dreamcast games because, like, no, there's, there's a, a bunch of them. There's a lot of them where they have like version one and then version mm-hmm. one point four or version two. There's like a shit ton of them. Guilty Gear has it. Fucking rivals. There's a lot of hot new. Yeah, there's there's hot a lot news. of them. Um, 
So the music's Hyd- great in Hydro Thunder. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm more of a fan of Arctic Thunder. We've had this conversation, uh, but it's fine. It's all fine. I need to go check and see if that mall in Texarkana is still open. Because I want to go. They have Hydro Thunder and Arctic Thunder arcade cabs. Okay. And I want them to go out of business so I can buy them. <laughs> Rude. Hopefully they I don't mean, listen. Whatever. Uh, yeah, the one guy was like, I heard what you said. <laughs> bro, it, it happened with Atari, man. It happened <laughs> yeah, with you're Atari. right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, played a little bit of Choo Choo Rocket because I've never actually played it. That game, Holy shit. That game does not play as I thought it would play. So there is this game for like Windows 95 way back, like way back in the day. And it was you you were this mouse and you had to go around like this this grid and stay away from the cats and you need to eat the cheese. And that was the goal. And I always thought the Choo Choo Rocket was from that stupid MS-DOS game. No, no, it, it's dumb. Like you have to put down panels and force yeah, it's the, great. the mice. I can't do it with a controller. I'm like, this is a game that should be on PC. Well, I also played Choo Choo Rocket this week. Okay. In two separate, like, we didn't play it together, uh, uh, listeners. Uh, I'll go into it in, in my week, but we, me and Scotty and Kusanagi played it on uh, on Thursday. That's what's up. And it was, it's fun. Okay. It's fun, because single player is just like a puzzle game. Yes. When you're playing multiplayer, you could fuck other people up, like, around. Okay. It's like, is you it like panels in their area. Yeah. Okay. That. Like if there's a like if there's a bunch of cats, you can redirect the cats to go to them, and then they lose points. Oh, uh, big grit, big fucking grit. Uh, Mark of the Wolves. Uh, I've never actually played Mark of the Wolves on the Dreamcast, or if I did, it was a long time ago, and I've been spoiled because I've been playing on the MVS arcade cabinet. Bro, that game is like, that game is ugly. That game is super ugly. Like, you shut your fucking is, mouth about Goro. <laughs> so pixelated. It is so blurry. Like, well, you have four other versions you can play. Yes, <laughs> yes, that, that that's that's true. But I'm like, if I'm just trying to focus on Dreamcast, mm-hmm. I am not playing Mark of the Wolves on Dreamcast. There is no fucking way. You can play it on your physical version, which the pre-orders just started on li- limited run for PlayStation Four. I heard that version's bad though. It's the only version that you're going to have with online capabilities, so... <laughs> true. That's true. No, no, you got <laughs> so Steam. You're... The Steam version has online. Well, they don't make physical versions of Steam games, okay? okay? Yeah, you're so... right. You're right. Uh, game that I played the absolute most of is Rival Schools. I absolutely love Rival Schools. It's my favorite fighting game on the Dreamcast, uh, more so than Soul Calibur or Guilty Gear. That's uh, saying a lot. That is saying a lot. I fucking love Rival Schools. And I probably put in about a good 10 hours in it, just either playing on training mode or going through the story, trying to unlock everybody because they've got some of the most arbitrary ways to unlock the entire cast. I'm still missing like one person, either one or two people. I'm missing Demon Heo. Um, so you've just ensured that no one will play this game against you at the marathon because you just said that you put in so much time learning and understanding the game, we're going to be like, all right, this is half an hour of us getting our asses beat by Chris. That's it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I'll, I'll play like one or two matches, and then I'll let you guys play. We need to get – we're working on uh, a lot of that Dreamcast uh, marathon stuff in the upcoming weeks. 
And uh, there are there are some sections that it's just inevitable we're going to have to emulate it mm-hmm. because we cannot, due to COVID, we cannot meet up and play a lot of the multiplayer games. Yeah. But what's good is we need to find unlocked VMU saves of all this shit. We need Shenmue. We need the, we need something unlocked up into the duck game because we're playing the duck game this year. We're going to make somebody play it. What's the duck game? I don't know what the duck game in Shenmue is, but Scotty doesn't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> so I'm like, this thing must be amazingly good or it's amazingly bad. I think it's more latter than former. Probably, but Redream works really, really well, especially with streaming materials. Yes. And that shit looks great. It looks, so, it looks real good. It has an issue with WinCE files, though. It doesn't play those. Yeah, there's. I don't remember which game that I had downloaded because I downloaded like as many fighting games as I can. And there is one fighting game that I was relatively excited to play. But it just mm-hmm. would not boot up. And I'm trying to remember. The, and it's just the not, two I have is I Worms Armageddon. Worms Armageddon and uh, Time Cop or Virtual Cop 2. Whichever one of those that was on Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Those two won't play. But everything else plays. I have to get ready. I mean, we're just talking about the Dreamcast Marathon now that you brought it up. Yep. Uh, I have to. I'm going to start practicing it soon. I have to get through the first chapter of Ill Bleed. I have to make sure I can do it in an hour. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's what it was. It. it was Hundred Swords. Hundred Swords. First off, it's a Japanese only game. Ah, and okay. What I was thinking about doing was actually importing a Japanese Dreamcast for the Dreamcast Marathon because I'm pretty sure Hundred Swords is a fighting game, and I haven't I haven't tested that thing out. Um, but no, okay. I've been playing a lot of Rival Schools. Uh, revisited Guilty Gear X. Uh, still a good, still a good game. Still good. Not not to the level of X2 or or Xard. Like I've kind right. of like looked back and was like, oh yeah, Guilty Gear X was great. Guilty Gear X is good. And I've realized that there's a lot of changes that they made to it. So if you ever played the original Guilty Gear, there there was not a lot of as far as tech is concerned, as far as like fighting game systems, there wasn't a whole lot. You had charge attacks because mm-hmm. the move pools weren't very big. You had maybe six moves per character. Uh, but the way that you really worked the meta is by using charge attacks. And you can charge it up from level 1, level 2, level 3. Um, That's the one that has Baldman, not Faust, Dr. right? Dr. Baldman, yeah. Gotcha. Um, in X, they pretty much removed charge ca- uh, attacks. And they introduced the dust system. But the dust system in this game was... No, it, it's in X, but there's oh, not okay. a dedicated dust button. You have to press slash and hard slash for that. It's it's ah, awkward. Um, okay. Also, the first game to introduce dead angles, which is a way to uh, get out of the corner. So if you're if you're if you're you know holding up a blockchain and you see that there's an opening, every character has like a unique dead angle, which it's just like forward punch. If you're playing soul, you you hit forward punch and it will knock the person back. But it's it's not a regular attack because you're still blocking that blockchain. It uses up meter to do so. Mm, gotcha. um, faultless defense is you know automatically protecting. And this was the first game that changed the instant kill system from like because in the original Guilty Gear, you used to have to press punch and kick at the same time, and then press quarter circle forward punch kick in order to activate the instant kill. But you can do it at any time. 
There was no like just instant like kill mode. Beginning. Just at the be- like the very start of the fight, you could go punch kick quarter circle. Forward, Wait, did it take kick. away your meters? No, like it does. Oh, that's stupid. You could do it at any time, and that's why the arcade for the original Guilty Gear is such a fuck show. Because by round six or round seven, all the enemies are trying to hit you with their instant kill. It's it's absolute fucking that's madness. Stupid. It's ridiculous. So, and the the only way that you can fight back from the instant kill is that if you see the red screen flash and they're trying to put in the quarter circle forward punch kick, you have to hit quarter circle back punch kick to counter it. To count, oh. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's the worst. It's the absolute fucking worst. But those are the big things that they changed. Um, Guilty Gear X is still known on the Dreamcast as a phenomenal game. So, I mean, it's good. It's it's real good. I will say that the sound quality for Guilty Gear X versus X2 is way better. But I think that's because all the versions of X2 that I've played was on the PlayStation 2. And I think that mm. the PlayStation 2 in general had degraded sound files when compared to the Dreamcast. Gotcha. Um, played some Capcom versus SNK. Uh, not really anything notable about it because Capcom versus SNK 2 is obviously better. Um, yeah. had one of the most unique character selection screens. It's pretty much three rows. Uh, when I say unique, it's really unintuitive. It's kind of a fuck show to go through and try to find what character that you're looking for because you have yeah. three bars. All the bars will find you the same fucking character, but they're all in like different like spaces. And when you select a character, one of those bars goes away. So then you have two bars. I'm like, shit, where's my fucking characters? And you're cycling through. But when you're cycling oh, through, wow. the top bar doesn't go away. And if you select something from the middle bar, that top bar goes away and you have to keep on sliding through. You only get like 30 seconds to pick a character. <laughs> like so it's really find them. It's really bad. Your char- your three characters better be right next to each other. <laughs> exactly. And I just resulted to like Ken and Chung Lee. Because I'm not looking for any of the other characters. Like I tried going Terry and somebody else. Nope, that didn't fucking work because I'm trying to look through all the characters. And the time is just like, oh, no, almost, almost, not quite. Better hurry up. Better hurry up. Uh, also, it has one of the dirtiest final bosses. Uh, Geese Howard is the final boss that I got. I don't know if there's multiple, but Geese Howard has three health bars. Is it is Rugal in that game? I don't know. Rugal's one of the big uh, final bosses, too. I think I Rugal was in the second one. If, if was it? it's okay. who I think it is, I think it's in the second one. He's the blonde. I think he's blonde. He has like the red suit and all that shit. Yeah, I think I think that is the second one. I'm not 100 percent sure. I will. It's like I have the internet here. (laughs) Um, Those are the only games I've been playing lately. Uh, I do want to get into Elemental Gimmick Gear and Time Stalkers because I heard those two games. I heard Elemental Gimmick Gear is weird from Chris Powell and Time Stalkers is amazing. So gotcha. Rubles from King of Fighters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was wrong. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I know that there's like a unique character for Marvel's, not Marvel, uh, Capcom vs. SNK2. I'm pretty sure that there is one, like final gotcha. boss wise. Um, okay. Time for the two games that everyone has been asking me in the fucking Discord, whether it's questions or like two cents or whatever. Uh, we're going to first go with Paper Mario Origami King. Okay. The game is fine. 
game is okay. good. Uh, it is still turn-based RPG, but it's RPG light. It's turn-based in the sense... From what I saw, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you ever played a Paper Mario, it follows almost everything to a T. Um, puzzle combat? It is puzzle combat, and it's a little bit weird. It took me a little bit of getting used to. So you have this circle grid split in like five rows, right? And what you can do is like there's there's four ro- there's like four or five rings. I think there's four rings going out. And then there is five rows going in a circle. And what you can do is you can highlight a ring and turn it in order to get the enemies into a specific formation. You either want the enemies to be in a box formation, which is two by two, or you want them to be in a straight line. And the reason is because if you have them in the straight line, you can jump on all the enemies in a row. If you have right. them in a box, you hit them with a hammer. As Pretty co- simple. <laughs> it's it's super simple. The game is actually painfully slow and easy in the first couple of hours. Like up until you're going to the first dungeon, which takes a while because there's a lot of buildup and there's a lot of stupid side mission type shit that you're doing. Mm. Um, it's it's a very long tutorial. We'll just put it like that. Gotcha. Um, once you start getting to the harder things, it's like the the harder points of the game where enemies are going into like weird fucking formations, starting off, and you're trying to put them into the circle grid. 20 to 30 seconds to get them in the right formation is not enough time. Because some of, the, some of them are easy to figure out. Other ones is like working a fucking Rubik's Cube. And I am terrible at that shit. They have a little section where you can practice, like do 10 in a row, and then check your time. But if you fail any of them, like the, it's over. So you have to start back from the beginning. So it's kind of like showing you different formations that you can expect and how you can unlock it from there. So you, you just need to get good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, you just need to get good. The game is easy, though. The game is super easy. Uh, as far as damage scaling is concerned, you're not getting any new weapons, like storyline-based. So like in the older Paper Marios, especially like the first and the second one, uh, with Thousand Year Door, you're not getting the the Super Hammer or the Mega Hammer mm-hmm. You're not getting the super jump boots or the ultra boots. It's all about the badges, though, right? There's no badges. So you can. So the reason why coins are so important and why you're getting so much, because like right now I have like 17,000 coins and I Mm. just finished the first stage. That's unheard of in older Paper Marios. Yeah. The, The coin economy is a lot more expensive, but it's because you're buying your weapons. So... If I go to the shop, I can buy like two pairs of iron boots. I can buy two pairs of shiny boots, which is pretty much like stronger boots, but I can't jump on spiky enemies and shit like that. Oh, wait. So if you use, you're saying multiple, so you have to buy, in order to use the move multiple times, you have to, like if you wanted to use that jump 10 times, you have to have 10 of those boots? Not quite. Um, You can equip a weapon. Or a pair of boots or a hammer, but they wear durability. Yeah, they have durability. Thank you. Uh, each of your weapons oh, wow. have durability. Now you can you can buy a shit ton and then just have one equipped at all times. And then if you go into a yeah, boss, yeah, just yeah. in case like you're running low on durability, you slap a second one on you. It's it's fine. 
Um, but that that was like an interesting mechanic that they introduced into it. Like especially a Mario game. Yes, especially like a Mario game. There's I feel like there's gonna be a lot of running back and forth with this game because there's not a lot of drops in the overworld. You get a lot of coins, but there's not a lot of items that you find, especially like weapon wise. Like gotcha. I maybe had one pair of shiny boots, one shiny hammer, and the iron boots, and I got one of those. I've broken two or three pairs of each since starting the game. Largely because I'm trying to grind for All coins, right. but the right instead of badges, you get accessories, and you can equip an accessory from each block. So there's five blocks, and there's three accessories that you can equip in each of those blocks. And it's just pretty much picking and choosing. So there's like stuff for uh, raising your guard, raising your health, uh, increasing the time that you have to work that stupid fucking puzzle. Um, <laughs> finding toads because all the toads in the overworld have been crumpled into like little balls or turned into origami. So if you see a bug, that's not a bug. That's a toad running around as a as a butterfly or a beetle or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. Like they made egg origami and I had to smack the frying pan in order to get the yellow toad to come out. Like it's, it's some stupid gimmick shit, but it's, it's fine. It's okay. The game is fun, but if I had a choice between any of the other ones that I played, so I played OG paper, Mario thousand year door, super paper, Mario, uh, color splash and now this the only one that i haven't played is sticker star because i refuse that game is ass this is my least favorite it's my least favorite good paper mario which okay it's it is what it is i'm i'm going to play it to completion because my wife is really invested in it if i had a choice between playing this and ghost of tsushima and i didn't have her all my time would be dedicated to ghost of tsushima <laughs> You heard it here, folks. Uh, if Chris didn't have a wife, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima is going to be the uh, the reason for his divorce. Speaking of Ghost of Tsushima, uh, that game is fantastic. It is. It's. I've been seeing some really cool shit about it. It's flawed, but it's still really fucking good. The Kurosawa mode is really fucking. Yeah, cool. that Kurosawa mode, that fi- that uh, film filter, black and the white. black and white. That's yeah. how I've been playing. Like I'm not playing in color because it's it's like Japanese gunsmoke, man. Like old school gunsmoke episodes. That's what this yeah. game is. So yeah, the I'm not gonna go into the premise because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But your missions are essentially called tales, and you're following mm-hmm. your interactions with each of these characters in an almost episodic style. Um, it every single episode opens up with like that that old school traditional like boom got the yeah. got the kanji listed out and like letters like if you ever watch like seven samurai or yojimbo the way that they yeah. introduce those mm-hmm. movies it's almost the exact same way it's fucking dope and there will be times where like you're running off or you're riding your horse and then like ghost of tsushima or the the title of whatever it is whatever mission you're doing will pop up and it's got that old school Japanese film aesthetic to it. It's it's fucking awesome. It's dope. Uh, the camera system in this game makes you makes it feel like you know you're manipulating an actual film. They've got tracking shot, 
focal length, depth of vision, particles like dragonflies and ash and embers and cherry blossoms. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can change the time of day and the weather to fit the theme of whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, changing the different music that plays in the background. And the mu- first off, like the game starts off silent and it's like that gradual, if like, if you're just writing through the the fields, yeah. it'll start playing that, like that soft overworld. Like you're actually watching a movie, but anytime like you meet up with uh, a main character, a main, a core character, everything kind of like dies down and the vision of your peripherals start, focusing in on like this tunnel vision effect hard focusing on the two main characters that's what i'm trying to get at gotcha. it's very cinematic um combat wise it's a little jank i think it's a little bit odd to have a combat system that's very similar to neo but has no lock on feature i cannot lock on oh. to an enemy and that's when weird. I was like researching, like maybe the, maybe I'm not getting it. Maybe I haven't unlocked it. Maybe I'm I missed it in the tutorial. And they're like, no, they explicitly left it out because they said when watching Japanese films, a lot of the combat tactics that would go on was there was a lot of two on one. So you have to keep your your sights on like you're engaging one motherfucker. And another another yeah. dude will just another dude or two will just run up on you and try to hit you as you're engaging. Or an archer. Or yeah. Something. So you always have to keep your eyes on the battlefield at all times. And it's a lot of there's a parry system. It's it's definitely more forgiving than in Sekiro, because Sekiro is ridiculous. Um, but there's a parry system. I mean, there's guarding, but there's a lot of evasion. A lot of your focus when you're using your katana is a lot of parrying and a lot of like rolling out of the way that's what i've been seeing a lot of people are like this is like it's a different kind of set i know that we've gotten sekiro and that's like a samurai game but it's that's a fantastical samurai mm-hmm. game this is a very rooted in reality samurai yes. game it, it is it is like old school and they they were really trying to push like the 1940s film style which i i can yeah. really appreciate that shit um voice acting is good but it's a little bit weird so the way that i i'm trying to get like the actual authentic japanese uh film experience so i've got the kurosawa black and white filter on and i have all the voices in japanese but all the mouth Mm -hmm. flaps are made for english oh that's weird it is weird she's like it's usually the opposite in movies exactly so it's a little bit weird seeing all the like I know that what she's saying in English, but then Japanese comes out and it's kind of like I'm having that Kung Pao moment where the mouth just keeps on moving and they say like one word. It's, it's my name stupid. is it's Betty. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as like, I know that I said I didn't want to get into like storyline, but there's there's one aspect of Jin Sakai that's really the main character that is really interesting at least for me um so jin is like this high lord he's like the head of the sakai clan right um raised all his life by his father and his uncle to follow the follow bushido follow the way of the samurai be honorable and you have these flashbacks that 
going back and is like, hey, always look your enemy in the eye when you go to kill them. Treat them with honor and dignity and respect. Never, never hit somebody from behind. Always call out for a challenge so that you can prove yourself as a man and a warrior. And he meets this other character and she is a thief. She is a survivalist. Complete She's all opposite. about like complete opposite. And through, through meeting her and going on the mission to save his uncle, he's trying to follow the way of Bushido. But as you encounter more difficult enemies that just outright overpower him, because you're fighting against the Mongols. Right. You're also fighting some bandits, but your main, your main adversary is the Mongols. And they have heavier armor and different types of weapons and they'll hit you with two like two-handed swords and they're they've got three archers coming at you at all times and so if you're fighting trying to be that samurai warrior you just get fucking overwhelmed yeah and there are there are missions where i have to take the samurai route and i'm doing it over and over and over again because i just get i just get overwhelmed it's i just get fucked up it's bad and i'm just like god damn um and so when you finally start embracing the ghost or the ninja the the thief and you start using your kunai and the wind chimes and you start using the environment against the enemy and you become that spy that thief that yeah. that assassin type uh you'll actually see that the weather changes around you so the more that you embrace the ghost the weather becomes stormy and rainy and like the sun doesn't come out anymore because you're embracing the darkness and you'll have flashbacks of you being taught by your uncle. Like just recently, either today or yesterday I was playing and I did an, like um, an aerial assassination. Like I jumped on a guy and killed him from above while he was facing away. And when I made contact with him, the screen goes white and you have a flashback of your uncle saying, always look your enemy in the eye and he's like <laughs> i'm sorry uncle and then it goes back and you just like boom from behind kunai 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 oh that dude's not looking arrow to the face wind chime going this way everyone's running that way explosion <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> it's they they really are trying to to feel the conflict of the dichotomy between jin wanting to follow bushido and Jin just trying to accomplish the mission the quickest way possible. And that's you, what really starts building your legend. Was, would you say that's missions. where some of the difficulty comes in? Like if you want to go the hard route, just strictly stay samurai? Or do you have to go? There are certain missions where you're going to be the ghost. Gotcha. But there's also overworld missions where you just happen to find a Mongol encampment. And when you approach the encampment, you have the choice. If you approach during the daytime, obviously it's going to be a lot harder for you to sneak around. But you have the option of just walking up to any encampment. There could be like 10, 20 guys there and just do a standoff challenge. So bring out your best fighter. Okay. And so these Mongols will come out. And it's that quick draw, like like yeah, in yeah. Roroni Kenshin, yeah. where he does the uh, the the quick draw attacks. And when they come at you, you just quick draw them, kill them in one shot. And then you can upgrade that quick draw to do a second or third follow-on strike because another enemy will run up on you. And if you strike them before they hit you, you like all your resolve builds up. And resolve is kind of like your health packs. Mm -hmm. So you start off with three, but the more that you do some flashy moves or kill somebody or 
uh, parry a certain move, your resolve builds up. And so you can spend that resolve to replenish your health. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but no, it's the game is dope. Like I want to be playing that shit now. Like, <laughs> Fuck this right podcast. now. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. Yeah, I'll no, have to pick up a copy then. You if there's any game that you need to play, Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is gonna be super important come uh top ten this year. Yeah. Super important. Don't know if it's gonna be my top ten. That and Star Wars be... Fallen Order. <laughs> it's it yeah. It's, that one was just on sale. There. I missed the sale. It was $30 at GameStop. Now it's back at 60 Bro, you need to play that game. I do. Super good. I mean, it's been on set on and off sale a lot recently. I don't know what's going on with the game. But I think it's just in that era where it's like still new, but they're still trying to push copies. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably go on sale again. But that's that's my week. That was a long ass week, man. You know, it that, is. That, that was banking from the last five weeks when you're just like, I don't do nothing no more. So. Yeah, <laughs> lead a boring lifestyle. Well, I'll go into it. Thursday night we streamed. We were trying to get uh, we, me and Scotty had played Heave Ho before and it worked great. But uh, Kusanagi wanted to join, so we were like, cool. Heave Ho is up to four people. Uh, but man. Parsec would not, I don't know if it was, I think it was actually Heave Ho. Heave Ho would not let a third person come in. If Scotty got in, Kusanagi couldn't get in. If Kusanagi got in, Scotty couldn't get in. So finally I said, you know what? Fuck it. We've been needing to test Redream stuff. Let's go test Redream stuff. So I pulled up Redream and uh, we were testing a bunch of stuff. I, I, Kusanagi is a beast at Crazy Taxi and he showed me shit that I had never seen before. Like, this guy is just, like, stuck on the wall, like, getting tons of money and all this other shit. He's able to, like, S-rank the story mode and shit. So, yeah, he's really good at Crazy Taxi, so... <laughs> okay. And like I said, we played okay. Choo Choo Rocket. Uh, that just became me every time uh, Mouse... Uh, what was it? Mouse... No, Mouse uh, something. I was just... Every time the, the scrolling wheel came up that with a message, I was just yelling it out every time. To the point where Scotty was like, we know Corey can read. So, <laughs> uh, but no, Choo Choo, I want, I told Scotty I want to play Choo Choo Rocket on uh, on the Dreamcast Marathon. We've been getting ready for that. That is less than two months away. It's on uh, September 12th is the day that we will be doing that. 7 a.m. in the morning, 6 a.m. for me. So <laughs> that's going to be super. I am setting up, like I'm not sitting at my computer the whole fucking time. I can't do it. My back won't let me. So I'm about to turn this monitor around and sit on that couch for all day mm-hmm. and have everything up on my big ass TV, and I ain't doing nothing all day. I was like, oh, I said, I asked Scotty, I said, are you taking the day off before? He goes, oh no, son, I got the whole week off. I don't go back to work until the Wednesday after the tournament or after the marathon, because I mean, Damn. he he had all these conventions planned. He had like four conventions during the summer that he can't That's go to, right. so he has yeah. all this PTO banked. Which I'm at like over 160 hours of PTO, so I need to take some PTO as well. So we got that going on. Uh, he he feels a lot better seeing how to redream is and how it works. Uh, we're gonna during the marathon. We're not gonna talk about emulating as much because I believe we do have actual Sega employees that are gonna be there watching and in the chat. So we're going, but you know we're going to use the Dreamcast for as much stuff as we can. Right. We've already got, I'm going to be streaming. Scotty's going to be streaming. We've got Graham and uh, 
Powell, they're wanting to have be backups just in case. Probably gonna have TJ in there. I gotta give it to Graham. Graham's been stepping up in the Mega Visions uh Discord and just their podcast stuff in general. He recently came out with the uh the striker Dreamcast controller from Retro yes, Fighters. He did. That video. That well, that was a good video. Uh so much that I'm gonna have to get me one of those before the marathon. So mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, we got some more testing to do. We're going to get together. I got to do like a tutorial training with everyone, send them all the files for everything for my layout because we want the layout to be the same across the board, regardless of who's streaming. And uh, so I got to have it set up and I'm making them all use OBS because I tried using slobs this week. Oh, my God. Slobs is shit tier babies. That's what it's for. It's for shit tier babies. I, I got in there and I was like, why can't I do this? Why can't I make my screen bigger? I can't make my screen bigger? Like, are you fucking kidding? That's just me, I guess. I'm being an OBS elitist. But hopefully I can get everyone on the OBS train. Because it's going to be a lot easier to get everything done. Because if I can get everybody on the OBS train, all I have to do is go in OBS, export my out or export how my stream looks, send them all the files, and then they can upload it right in OBS. It's a lot easier if I can get everybody doing that. So, A uh, little bit of update from the Monster Hunter World uh, area. The community has calmed down. They have calmed down. <laughs> Things have gotten better. There has not been an update to Latrion. There has not been a nerf or anything like that. People have calmed down. It's getting better. People so, have learned. People have learned how to deal with it. People have learned or just refused to do it. Because, uh, I okay. mean... It is there is end, a second option. It's end game. Like, and that's that was the biggest problem. I've been talking about it in the Discord too. Uh, a lot of these, uh, you can't do these missions unless you're a certain master or master rank. And right. the problem with this is the mat. This is the only problem I'll say with the Alatrion experience. Excuse me, the experience is that the master rank requirement is too low. The master rank requirement is level 24 when this should be level 100. Yeah. Level 24 is like a little bit after beating Iceborne, you can get level 24. Like the problem is people are going into the Latreon fight not knowing anything and not having access to the gear that they should have and just getting completely decimated. And they're like, this is bullshit. But the only reason they're saying it's bullshit is because they have not been like we have been doing, doing all these updates as they come out, getting the new gear and being up, you know, to the point where we should be fighting a Latrion. Well, that actually makes a whole lot more sense then on why they're upset. That makes hella more upset. True, but automatically coming out of the fence saying, like, this needs to be nerfed. Like, no, 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 no. Like, just calm down. This is for you later. There's a whole bunch of other shit you can go do. Go do that. Don't be mad because you can't do a Latrion because you didn't play Monster Hunter World for six months. Now you want to jump in and you're mad because you can't do the final boss. Like, mm-hmm. you got to build up. That's what this game is about is building up. Because, I mean, literally, this game is you could go into a fight naked. And if you're good enough and never get hit, you don't ever have to worry about armor. But that's foolish. That's a foolish way to go about it. <laughs> there was, I remember once, I don't know if it was on Twitter, but someone was talking about it once. They're like, or someone, we were, they were like, why have you not upgraded your armor? Like, what's going on, man? You got armor from, like, he's like, well, I don't ever get hit. So what's the point? This armor's good enough for me. And then he carded three times. So, 
And I was just like, all right, you're out of the fucking room. Like, there's no reasoning with you. But I've been playing a lot more Monster Hunter World. I've gotten my full Elatrion set. I'm working on the weapons. I've just been playing it here or there. It's it's a nice time waster. I can, uh, it's just fun. The, the new Kulv Tor- So there's a thing that came out right before Elatrion. It's called the Master Rank Kulv Taroth, where it, that that fight gave you really good elemental weapons. Well, I didn't do it because I didn't know what Elatron was about. I didn't know I was going to need elect- elemental weapons. So I said, fuck that shit. Now it came back around because it's a rotating quest. And I said, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're doing that. Let's do that. <laughs> we're going to do that a lot. So, But, no, it's Monster Hunter World still great. Uh, everyone should go play it. I think it's. I think it might even be on sale right now. So, if you if if you want to play it, you don't even have to get Iceborne right away. But I would recommend it because Iceborne introduces the Clutch Claw and a lot of new uh, weapon uh, attacks and all that stuff. So, the I played. I got my warrior to level eighty in Final Fantasy fourteen. Nice. Uh, I'm towards the end of the quest line or the main story quest line. Uh, I hit. Like, once I hit 80, I went back to all the zones. I forgot in Final Fantasy fourteen that you don't have to do a bunch of arbitrary bullshit to get flying. Like, you have to do in World of Warcraft. You know when World of Warcraft comes out, for the first few months of an expansion, you can't fly in the new area at all. You have to traverse on a riding mount. Is it what because I, they haven't programmed it in there? No, it's because they just want everyone to, I guess, get used to it and like have to be on the same level. And I don't know why they don't automatically let people do it. PvP, so when you can't fly away, privilege. is bullshit. Yeah, basically. Because in okay. World of Warcraft, you have to do a, a bunch of achievements to be able to get it. Like you have to be like you have to clear all these dungeons, or you have to find you have to explore all these areas and do this. You have to get the you have to get Pathfinder Part One of whatever expansion you're in, and you have to get Pathfinder Part Two and the new races, the new factions that come out in the expansion. You have to get your rep- reputation exalted all the way up with them. Most of the time, I was like, "This is bullshit." You know what you have to do in Final Fantasy fourteen? You have to go around and find some Aether Currents, click on them, and boom, you can fly. <laughs> so that's it. And it, what's good is it breaks it down in zones. You don't have to do this for the entire brand new world. You can just take a zone, find all the Aether Currents that you can find in the wild, and then go do the quests that give you Aether Currents, and now you can fly in that area. It's just like Final Fantasy XIV takes everything that WoW has and makes it better. It's so much better. Like, I don't have to make a brand new character to make a new class. I can just, like, it's it's really good. I, saying that, I haven't logged in in a few days. That's because I had something else that I was working on. But I will probably log in and play some tonight. Uh, just because I'm trying to get that main story. I think once, I don't know if it's if you hit level 80 or if you complete the main story scenario is when you start getting the extra experience boost for your subclass, like your other classes. That's mm-hmm. why the first thing is they always want you like anytime someone does a leveling guide, they're like, level your main to max character level. Because right. some people are like, I want to level my warrior and my white mage at the same time. Well, have fun because that's gonna take fucking take forever. So, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go back to that. Uh, I bought it on a PlayStation Four as well. Uh, I know this game is optimized for controller, but it has taken me a hard, long time to learn it. Because I am so used to playing on the PC. Are we talking about Doom Eternal? No, no, no. I'm still talking about Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, I haven't I even we, gotten into that I yet. we were segueing. 
No, we're not segueing yet. I that's what's on this next week is Doom Eternal on PC or on controller starts. But I did Ring Fit Adventure for the first time today. How'd that go? I did 15 minutes and I thought I was dying. <laughs> the only the only reason I thought I was dying it's the squats, dude. The squats are what kill me, man. You think the squats are bad? The squats, I did all the like I did all the exercises that i was available to have in the beginning mm-hmm. that's for some reason i couldn't get chair pose to work right it wasn't registering everything correctly so i didn't do chair pose that looks like a bunch of bullshit but i did the like the leg uh where you sit on your butt and you have to lift your legs up to your chest and go back out yeah i, I did the, the the yeah i did the thing where you have to do this and then uh you, you put the weed oh the overhead the, uh, yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, and you just squeeze. That's not too bad. Uh, but the squats, man, I did two sets of the squats, and I'm on medium difficulty. What what level? And I'm not. I'm level four now. No, 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 no. I meant like level of difficulty because it's one to thirty. Oh, I I don't know if I've had that set up yet. I just picked it's like in, middle of the road. It's the initial. So, do you do like fifteen reps of everything? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, I do, I do twenty, I believe. So you're either like level 15 or 20 so when you first start that game it says like hey what level of difficulty do you want and like it has you do a strength test and Mm -hmm. like a repetition test i didn't pick extreme i picked intense okay they put me all the way to fucking cap to 30 so when i do that shit i'm doing like 40 reps of every yeah you're going the lauren sontag route where he's been streaming ring fit and he's doing extreme and it's kicking his ass oh it's fucking brutal uh wait until you unlock the plank that is fuck that shit the worst i hate planks the man. absolute worst so the way that they what you're the way you do is like you have to be in like plank position is keeping your body pr- pretty much completely straight and you can mm-hmm. either do it high plank or low plank where you're on your elbows high planks is in a push-up position low plank is on your elbows and usually you just hold it but they have to do some sort of repetition. So what they make you do is that you have to shift your body and kind of like point your butt up and then go yeah. back into plank position, which yeah. I thought that's not that bad. It's like a weird sit up. It was like a weird push up. Oh, it's bad. It is yeah. super bad. And the thing is, is that it can't register like you're you're looking down. You don't have a visual cue. Uh, so if it fucks up. <laughs> well, if it fucks up, it tells you to do it again. Yeah, it tells you it to does, do it yeah. fuck again, and I have yeah. to do like forty of them. And the thing is, it's like there are enemies in Ring Fit Adventure that are just color based, and so if you're yeah. doing any, if you're fighting a red enemy, it's going to be arms. Blue is legs, green is the whole body, and then yellow is like abs and shit like that. So if you're mm-hmm. fighting an enemy that is yellow based, and there's a lot of them. I'm just doing my fucking core the entire fucking time. Like, plank after plank after plank. It is terrible. It is the worst. So It's great, though. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy I have to go back to Ring Fit because I'm stuck on the third world. And I've lost you just to the to... boss twice. It, it is a Because your body mess. sucks. <laughs> yeah. My body sucks. That's the problem with this game. If you can't beat something, it's not like, oh, I have to learn it. No, my body just sucks right now, and I have to get my body better to be able to beat this fucking game. Uh, yeah, it's just the wall that I'm at, man. 
it's it's rough. It's a killer, man. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm I've decided I don't think I'm just gonna do that as exercise. It's not like that's fun and it works out works areas, but I still think I'm gonna go like start doing running and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's but I it's just hot as fuck outside right now. <laughs> that's what I do every now and then. So like I our house is three stories, so I just been running up and down the stairs for a half hour. Oh yeah, that works. Yeah, it sucks. Ours is one, but it's like eighty five at nine o'clock in the morning, man. So you gotta get up early, I, man. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up till two in the morning. I'm not going to bed for four hours and then wake up. Even at six, it's like eighty. It's fucking ridiculous, yeah, man. That shit's, that shit's not healthy. And it's humid, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the humidity is up there, but it is humid. Oh, down it's super here. humid, but that's because like we're off the coastline. Yeah, I'm used to talking to Scotty. I forget. I I I thought that you were living in Philadelphia for a minute, but no, I was talking to Scotty, and there was one time he messaged me. He's like, "Oh man, it's been ninety of the over ninety the last three days." I was like, "Must be fucking nice, because <laughs> it's bad down here." Yeah, no. We're... I walk outside, and my glasses just go fumf and fog up, and I can't see shit mm-hmm. until I walk back inside where there's air conditioning. It's been like a hundred plus degrees all week. Like I'm worried about my crops, my my peppers and my tomatoes to dry ours up. is yeah ours is i think our we're not getting too many more uh, rounds out of our garden before we need to break it down and we realize we got to make our garden bigger man yeah and same. i'm not we planted four squash plants i got so much squash is coming out of my asshole man i can't give this shit away yeah, <laughs> i'm tired same. of it same dude. so but we're gonna we're doing a lot more with that stuff so uh also, working out the final things, got shit taken care of with the colleges, and got my orientation on the 13th of August for my chef stuff. Nice. So, I uh, I bought myself a nice chef shirt, because I asked the lady, I was like, what's the dress, dress attire? Or I asked the professor, and she was like, just wear shoes that you can wear in the kitchen. I'm like, that's not enough information, lady. This is a first impression with the instructors. I got to wear something. So I'm just going to wear basically what my uniform, because we don't have our coats yet. Mm-hmm. We get our coats and fit for our coats that day. So I'm just, I bought like an $11 chef jacket or chef shirt and I'm going to wear that. So I'm excited about that shit. I'm going to be cooking a lot more and learning shit. So, but the final thing, and I'm going to try and wrap it up because we've already been going an hour and a half with weeks is I played and reviewed a game called Panzer Paladin by Tribute Games. For okay. people that don't know, Tribute Games is uh, made up of ex-Ubisoft employees. I don't know their exact names, but it's two employees that were most notably, they used uh, they worked on the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, and they worked on the TMNT game for Game Boy Advanced. I've heard, and that's what they that's what's on their website. Uh, but no, Tribute Games has created, uh, has made a bunch of games. Uh, I think one of them recently was called like Hook, hook fink or something like that i checked it out it looks pretty cool uh the big one i remember though they made a game called mercenary kings i don't know if you've ever heard of that game that game is a i've heard mission-based running gunner okay yeah it's fun sprite work is so you remember have you been seeing those promos on adult swim where it's a bunch of like uh like pixel art of a bunch of shows and all that stuff put together yeah the guy that does that art did the art for mercenary kings Okay. So he's a he's a big pixel artist and all that stuff. Anyway, Panzer Paladin is probably my new one of my top five favorite new indie games. It is I've played it I've played 
a good 12 hours of this game. I have played so much. So the story of the game, and I can I, I can talk about this because this podcast, the embargo on the game is being lifted on the 21st, which is Tuesday. So our podcast has to make sure to come out on Tuesday. So, But it's the 19th and we're on Twitch. That is true. So I won't go I won't go too far into it. Uh game's great. The game is fucking fantastic. I was gonna go more in depth into it, but uh I will talk more about it next week. Uh so that we're good, we're covered legally and all that stuff. But the game is so good. Like I said, I put twelve hours into it. We've already seen, I don't know if you've seen it, uh Power Glove did a cover of the main theme. Yes. And that theme's amazing. Like I've, every time I boot the game up, that theme starts playing. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'll watch this opening again. I don't care. I've seen it 17 times already. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, check that out today when it comes out uh, on the recording episode. So, but yeah, that's all I got. All that right. was going to be a lot longer, <laughs> but I kind of just got like, once you said that, I was like, yeah, that's right. We are on Twitch. So <laughs> I'm going to just deflate everything I was about to say. I'm so. sorry, man. I'm no, I'm glad you did. I didn't want to get hit by any any shit. I forgot we were on Twitch, so mm-hmm. but no, I'm excited to play. I like I said, twelve hours in, and that's just the main story. So, <laughs> but all right, do we want to take a break? Yeah, let's let hit things kind of rest before we go into news. Mm-hmm. All right. First bit of news: Doctor Disrespect situation is going to take a weird turn. Uh, approximately three weeks ago. Things took a strange turn for the worse as Dr. Disrespect was dropped and subsequently banned from Twitch. His removal is notable as he seemingly did not break Twitch TOS during any of his recent live streams, but in a new wave of this Me Too movement, some speculated that his departure could be related. With that said, there has been no accusations of such, and people close to Mr. Beam, uh, who is Guy Beam, Dr. Disrespect, close to the situation are leaning towards a more nefarious reasoning. Uh, However, lately, those uh, who apparently are savvy to the situation are staying silent, most notably Rod Slasher Bracelow, uh, one of the first voices that broke the news. He recently sat down with Hassan Piker, uh, where they discussed the potential causes to Twitch's banning. However, Hassan grew increasingly frustrated with his guest as Slasher failed to go into details on why the removal occurred. Ultimately, it was found that Twitch went outside of their usual protocol to issue a termination, implying that law enforcement or security-type issues were to blame, and that if Slash revealed any more details, it could be subject to legal ramifications. Uh, Some rumors arose that Dr. Disrespect was considering moving over to Spotify or joining forces with the likes of Ninja and Shroud to form their own streaming platform. Uh, though that dream stands on shaky ground as Ninja penned a deal with YouTube last week. Uh, well, Guy Beam finally sat down with PC Gamer to give his take on the happenings of late, and these are the main takeaways. Dr. Disrespect is looking to make a comeback of some sort, is not necessarily looking for an exclusive deal, rather that one that works out for the Champions Club, which is his community, uh, was completely blindsided by the news, Still has not been contacted by Twitch, nor does he understand why he was banned, and is considering taking legal action against Twitch. PC Gamer tried to push the envelope with previous comments made by Beam regarding his thoughts on the coronavirus and 5G being a factor to his banning, both of which he refused to comment on. 
At this point, only time will tell on the outcome of this finding, although it's safe to say that while this didn't start off as a publicity stunt, it is certainly turning into one. And just a few days ago, Dr. Disrespect released a two-minute-long music video of this synthwavy-like song called Alleyways, with the lyric mm -hmm. constantly being repeated, it's out of my hands, but I'm still in control. What is your takeaway from this? So I've never been a fan of Dr. Disrespect. Okay. It's not my style. Okay. I don't I don't I don't like the persona he had. It's not my thing. I don't really like the games he played, all that stuff. Uh but if he still does not know why he was banned, allegedly. If he allegedly still does not know. We don't know. He might he might know and this might all be hearsay. But if he still has not been contacted and he still does not know why he's banned by Twitch, that's fucked up. Like that's a that's fucked up on Twitch's part. Like you can't just go around randomly banning people without reasoning behind it. Uh, why is he going to Spotify? Apparently, Spotify is trying to get into the gaming streaming. Oh, sector. a fucking course they are. Jesus Christ! Like, well, they're I the mean, next big one, man. They're the next big one. It makes it makes some sense because they are in court. Like Spotify incorporates with a lot of other like streaming software like Streamlabs and even twitch and stuff like that so maybe they're finally like hey we want a piece of this but come on man i mean we've seen what mixer happened with them you never know you never know when it comes to these companies trying to throw their two cents in there um, i mean twitch needs some actual competition yes absolutely because they're just like since mixer is gone i don't care if people are like well facebook game facebook gaming and youtube are not anywhere at the level to compete with what Twitch is doing. Twitch still has the largest shareholder of all the people streaming and watching in the air in yes. uh, the streaming communities. That said, I I've been fucking around looking like looking around uh with Facebook gaming. I'm actually impressed. I don't think it's that bad to be quite honest. Nah, I've looked into it. I'm not I'm not a fan of it unless it's changed recently. Nah, I'm good on that. I also, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't even fucking hardly stream anymore, so. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, I. The A lot of the shit that's happening with Twitch isn't going to change until they have. I mean, it's the same with, like, when Walmart was, like, I mean, especially now, there's, like, places that, are like, oh, don't fucking go to Walmart. We can go here, all that other stuff. But back in, like, 90s, Walmart was just easiest to get everything. You could just go to Walmart and get everything. And they had no direct competition. Well, now, years later and all that stuff, they have direct competition and all that. But, like, Twitch doesn't have any direct competition right now. So the Twitch is going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. But, like I said, knowing or not knowing why you got banned three weeks after it happened, it's a little fishy. I don't know if Dr. Disrespect and his people that he, you know, people close to him are being truthful on that. I just don't know enough information. I don't know him personally, so I can't say like, oh, well, he's telling the truth. But I could also see Twitch doing something like this. At this point, Twitch better hope and be very confident that this was a criminal uh, reaction or their banning the was a reaction to something that was criminal. Because oh, yeah, because he he if, has a case. Yeah, if if this is some bullshit... If this is a this is what I think it actually happened. Just me personally, 
I mean, I, I still stand by the criminal side. If this is a criminal side, I think it has something to do with like drugs or some shit like that. Um, yeah. But if not, this is a knee jerk reaction to Mixer getting shut down and Ninja and Shroud becoming free agents and Twitch realizing that they just dedicated $25 million to a controversial figurehead on their platform when they could have went back and spent that money on Ninja or Shroud. You're talking about the controversial head uh, as Dr. Disrespect, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's that's what I think. And they're going to try to pin the reasoning of his ban on some stupid-ass shit. Some stupid shit he said or anything Something like that. dumb that he said, or they're going to go back to 2019 when he streamed in the fucking bathroom. Which, granted, oh, yeah, yeah, that shit gonna... was done. That shit was dumb. But he already paid for that in 2019 he was, when he got suspended. He was reprimanded for it. Yeah. And he was banned, all that stuff. Do they go back to the whole cheating on his wife thing? They better not. That shit is so fucking stupid. No. If they well, this is like, I get a lot of the vibes. And I've already, I mean, everyone knows how I feel about Chris G. But, and I've also stated what happened to him recently was bullshit. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have happened. He, you know, like, you gotta stop digging up the past. It's the same shit whenever, like, uh, someone is on trial for something. Like, they gotta go back and dig up the history of shit that happened before that has already been resolved and taken care of, and they've either paid their time or paid their money or anything like that. They paid their dues. It's, they paid their dues. It's... Now, all of this, everything we just said could be completely thrown out of the water if he comes out and be like, oh, he's running a sex trafficking ring underneath his house. I'm like, oh, no, he sucks. Like, it's the same <laughs> shit what happened with PR Balrog, or not PR Balrog, but uh, Filipino Champ and you in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Where yep. you're just like, we don't know enough about this. And I was like, no, here's the information. You're like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> so <laughs> it could all change. That's what, the, that's what news journalism is. Like, you report what we know now, and then shit changes within the next few days to months to years later. So support small streamers. That's what I say. That's what you say. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. I think the biggest streamer I watch, the biggest two biggest streamers that uh, are probably Caleb Hart, and even his community is a little fishy sometimes just because they're fuckboys. But, uh, and then Maximilian, dude. Those are probably the two biggest people I watch. I, I would go with Max and Max is just wholesome. Fextra. Like, I watch. I don't I watch, know, Fextra. Fextra Life is uh, Dark Souls, Neo. Plays a lot of ah. like RPGs and tactical RPGs and shit like that. It's I think it's a I don't know if they're married, but it's like boyfriend girlfriend or husband and wife type deal. And you have she'll play like Dokapon Kingdom <laughs> or fucking uh, there is one game Dragon's Dogma. She she was playing that for a while, and then you know Fexture will just play whatever's out new. Like right gotcha. now he's been right now they're playing Elder Scrolls online, but he was also streaming uh, a bit of Ghost of Tsushima. And whenever mm. a Soulsborne game comes out, he's always like on it. On it. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Darbian. He is uh the speedrunner for yes. cur- currently speedrunning uh Mario Land two on Game Boy and Alf for the Sega Master Se- or Sega Genesis. Why? He holds he holds the re- dude. Alf is a quick speed run if you can do it right. His speed run is four minutes and fifty four seconds. I gotta write this down. 
I got the music. Like eyes. I don't know what it is. Like I watch it. I can watch someone play that game. But uh, he holds the record for both of those. He actually just, I think it might be four minutes and 53 seconds now. He just shaved a second off of his ALF record. And uh, Oh, but no, oh man. Just... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, man, he consistently has a thousand people watching him. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's fun to watch his. And then recently, John Smith, uh, Smith from... Uh, Funhouse. He's an editor for Funhouse. I've been watching him stream. He's been starting his pizza posse. That's and pizza uh, posse? That's what he calls it. That's what his his people are called. Pizza posse. Okay. And uh it's just fun. He plays Dark Souls and then edits shit. Cool. Like he'll like edit things and it's just fun to watch Like he he was he was he went to go he he did Grubhub and got his Buffalo Wild Wings. This was on a Wednesday. He comes back, strikes a pose, farts audibly hears it on the stream like the microphone catches it and he sits down and he goes uh oh did you guys hear that <laughs> and it made me laugh so fucking hard so you know stupid there we go anyway let's move let's move on what what is our god and savior phil spencer telling us now uh so next article that we have phil spencer is looking to end the platform exclusivity uh, Xbox chief, let me switch over here. Sorry. I was wondering what that was going to change. Xbox chief, uh, Phil Spencer was talking to GameIndustry.biz about his views on Microsoft's exclusive, not exclusives, not being tied to one console. When asked about the idea that Xbox studios were being held back, Spencer said, frankly, held back is a meme that gets created by people who are too caught up in device competition. He expanded on this, on his thought regarding next gen game exclusivity, Highlighting his passionate view, sorry, highlighting his passionate view that gamers should be able to play Xbox games on whatever platform they want. Spencer said, gaming is about entertainment and community and diversion and learning new stories and new perspectives. And I find it completely counter to what gaming is about to say that part of that is to lock people away from being able to experience those games. Or to force someone to buy my specific device on the day that I want them to go buy it in order to partake in what gaming is about. Spencer's comments come at a time where Sony and Microsoft are moving in different directions with their next-gen consoles. Sony Interactive Entertainment's president Jim Ryan recently told GameIndustry.biz, We have always said that we believe in generations. We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include. This all comes off the heels of July 16th's announcement that Project X Cloud will be free with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate when it launches in September. The X Cloud service will allow Xbox players to play games on mobile devices or even start a game on their consoles and resume it on, other, on their phone or tablet. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate combines Xbox Live Access and Xbox Game Pass subscription, and starting in September, X Cloud game streaming into a single $14.99 monthly subscription. More than 100 Xbox games and titles will be playable on a phone or tablet when the streaming service launches, though Microsoft has not revealed what devices will be supported. It is becoming increasingly clear that Microsoft's real enemy isn't Sony and the PlayStation 5, but rather streaming service giants like Google, Amazon, and NVIDIA. I feel like with everything that Microsoft and Phil Spencer have been doing and talking about is that they realized that when the Nintendo Switch launched, that they put themselves in a niche, or not necessarily a niche, but they put themselves in a position 
where they didn't have to compete anymore because they had no competition. There was right. no like, yeah, it's a home console, but it's so much more than that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's right. mobile. Uh, it's it's a social platform, so to mm-hmm. say. Not not in the way that Sony and Microsoft have been running their business. And I feel like the execs and the think tanks over at Microsoft have learned that. And they've been sitting yeah. there and planning the Series X with the intention of who – what market are we going to tap into? We have the brand. We have the capital. Um and to be honest, we don't want to run into another situation like we did with the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4 where we're constantly going head-to-head in competition. Where can we branch off to make ourselves unique like the way that Nintendo did? And the streaming platform is the way that they're going. And I think that's a really smart idea. I think it's a really it smart is. idea. And if if the rumors are true where um, – they're trying to get certain platforms to be able to support Project X Cloud. Nintendo Switch is on that list, and that would yeah be because insane. Microsoft they were the first ones to. I mean, they were all for crossplay of a bunch of shit. Sony was the one a well, couple months ago that were against it at the time. It made sense for them to be part uh, for crossplay because they were on the losing side, so they needed to stir <laughs> up uh, console sales any which way they could. So, oh yeah, we do crossplay. We, we'll let you play with other people. Hell yeah. yeah. Sony didn't – Sony needed to protect their their uh, their investments. They were like, no, fuck you. You have to play on Sony. So now, I I'm, mean, I... the, the landscape is changing. And really, I'm curious to know if this is going to make Sony rethink their approach or if they're just going to market and bank on the idea that they're the ultimate console. I think the latter is what they're going to do, especially like, with Jim Ryan. We are as the president. we are strictly gaming. If you want to have the best gaming experience, you play on Sony. And I don't play I don't, on our Wi Fi router. Yeah, I don't know whether or not that's dangerous because at the same time with everything that I've said about Microsoft, um, if they're not, I mean, you need you need exclusives in order to sell your console. And we know that they have exclusives. We know that they have it. But almost everything that they've announced is also going to be available on PC. Yeah. So why would I play on PC, on Xbox when I can play on PC? The big thing that I'm seeing from it is just like you can play it anywhere. And that could be huge. I mean, and in a way, you're, you are competing with Nintendo. If they have the same game. I'd, I would play on Xbox rather than play on Switch. I mean, even now, I'd play on Xbox before on Switch because it's just more powerful hardware. But right. I mean, look at it. Like, Microsoft is on all of the... I mean, every kind of tablet you have, phone, all that stuff. Like, some kind of Windows. So, I mean, if they could take what Stadia was trying to do and actually get it to work, mm-hmm. that's going to be huge. Speaking of which, I I'm can t- still from, being charged even from Stadia. What? Oh, my God. I, st- I never I ha- signed up for it. I haven't <laughs> even like tried it out yet because I've been meaning to. Because they were. What was it that special. I recently saw that's coming out on Stadia? Something I was looking at. It was like coming out for this and Stadia, and I was like, "What? Oh, that was Digital remember. Devolver. They had something coming out. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I don't know. I don't either. I know. I know what you're talking. I know that. There was something from Digital Devolver where it's coming out on that in Stadia, and you're just like, fucking what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
I mean, I've stated before that I'm I I understand that consoles have to have exclusivities to live. They don't make money off of the system. They make money off of the games they have. But it would also be nice to live in this world where I could play anything on anything yeah. that I wanted to. Like that I I am all for like I understand it's a business and people want to make money. Shareholders want to make money, all that shit. But at the core of it, everyone just wants to experience all these amazing games that are going around. Some people want to experience the shitty ones because they make good experiences while playing the shitty games. And getting stuck behind and it even happened as a kid. Like we always talk about it now. It's like, oh, I didn't have that growing up. So I didn't get to experience what you experienced. Right. So I just want everybody to have the opportunity to experience all the awesome games that are out there. Okay, and not yeah. have to get and like I, I want I want my esports and I I don't I don't I don't, I don't fucking care about esports. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what goes on. Hopefully, we can get some good out of it. But speaking of mobile games and mobile play, uh, Konami dumps multiplayer Castlevania game for mobile uh, after one year. Uh, Konami has announced it will be shutting down the servers for Castlevania Grimoire of Souls, the multiplayer mobile game spinoff of the once proud I, Castlevania series on September 9th, 2020. I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> well, there's a good reason for that. Uh, if you haven't been actively following Konami related stories over the years, this move basically signals the death of Castlevania as we know it. Having launched last September, this closure means that the game will have only been available for roughly one year. Probably not what fans had expected, especially with Konami giving multiple statements in support of its new mobile venture. It is also not a great sign for the company that has seemingly stepped away from supporting the franchises it owns. If you wanted to try Grimoire of Souls before its untimely death, that's going to be quite hard to do. The title has already been removed from the Apple App Store, and you can navigate it through the web browser, but there's no option for you to purchase the game, and all of its in-game microtransactions have been turned off. On Android, you'll be able to find the APK file online and install it, but iOS users will have no such luck. As for Grimoire of Souls on even what it was, it's comparable to Castlevania Harmony of Despair. It was a more multiplayer-focused entry in a series that tasked players with working through small dungeons to battle a boss, a fine enough formula that was dragged down by its awful gotcha-style unlock system. Being a mobile title, there were extreme monetization methods that asked a lot from its players. If you didn't pony up the cash, you'd be waiting an awful long time for things to unlock. It's not the best experience around, which is likely why it never officially released in the United States. The game had a soft launch in Canada and Japan that never made it over to the States. Players took to Reddit to express their dissatisfaction with the game closing. Uh, one Reddit user said, Because they built the game so that you never have to spend a dime on it. I have a Simon with 96,000 power and an Alucard with 81,000 power, and never spent a single cent on the game. This is what happens when you build a cell phone game around a crappy multiplayer mode that nobody wants to play because there's no incentive to play the game. So there's therefore no incentive to buy these gems. If the solo co-op content was stronger, it might have survived. Why does Konami insist on shooting itself in the foot with every franchise it owns? Konami, the Konami today is not the same as Konami of yesterday. Uh, the no, Konami of 10 years ago. And even then they were going through some rough patches outside of like what you would see from Metal Gear Solid. And I can't even think of another example because the last real Castlevania game, like single player story, 
triple A um, would be Lords of Shadow, I think. Because that was when they oh, tried doing the reboot. I just Googled Konami games, and it's all soccer. Well, yeah, that's their biggest moneymaker. Pro Evolution Soccer is, you know, their biggest franchise. And it's been that way that's for a, a while. shame. <laughs> yeah, it is. Especially when you have things like Silent Hill and you have fucking uh, Metal, Metal Gear, Gear, Castlevania, Gradius. They did Super Bomberman R, Contra. Yes, yes, they did. Jesus, man. But all the, like Super Bomberman R is is okay. Contra that new Contra game is ass. Like the new one is yeah. Ever since uh, Konami made all that money with I think it was like Tre Treasure Adventure or Dragon Adventure that stupid mobile game, uh, they were just like fuck traditional console gaming. Like throw that shit out the window. That shit don't matter. Well, obviously anymore. they can't even make their fucking mobile games right. Yeah, but I mean, like that's one of like multiple. Konami is still making money off of their mobile division. Like they're still making a lot of money. As far as what's going to happen with all the other IPs that they own, I mean, in a perfect world, you would hope that either a they start investing into it because they have the money from the mobile division. They they they'd be making billions from their mobile division. Put that yeah. shit in the video games, but it's not what their shareholders the, want. The silver lining through all of this is you get new games from like Inti Creates and even uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking Death Stranding. I can't even remember. Uh, Hideo? Creator of Death Stranding. Hideo Kojima. Yeah, you've got all those guys going off and be like, well, we're going to go fucking make the games that people want. So maybe that's a silver lining of it. Maybe Konami is, even though they own these. IPs, that's what they are, just that they're just IPs. Like they, people could still go and make games that are like these and they don't have to be behind Konami. I, I get the sentiment, but the problem is is that when you're heavily invested into an IP, when you're invested in the storyline, the Yeah, you know. If I if I turned to you and I said, Hey, everything from Pet Predator, that entire IP is getting shut down. But I have something that's just like Predator. Aliens and Predator and shit like that. But you sit there and you sit back and you think of all the characters from that original IP that you were so heavily invested in and storylines that were not finished. How you would picked, that make um, you feel? You, you picked two really bad storylines for me. Because right now I'd be like, let's fucking do it. Let's go. Because <laughs> those storylines are shit right now. They're all shit. Both of those are. You picked the wrong ones, man. Look, but, like, just throw any example in there. I mean, like, for You can me, take Mega Man. Mega Man, yeah. Yeah, Mega sure. Man Star Mega Fox, Man. Stop, yeah. It, Legend of Zelda. If you turn around and says like, Legend of Zelda, fuck Legend of Zelda. Right? But we have, yeah, like, gonna... we have the, like, the history of fucking Brigadier. Just, just throw some name out there, and it is exactly like Zelda. But I'm going to sit there and like, that's not my link. Well, that is a thing that you personally have to get over then, because I am... Oh, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get the love for the characters that we've grown, grown up with and the characters that we've, I mean, we know. But... We also got to start looking at other shit, too. I mean, even with the new one, like Panzer Paladin, like that one, I was like, I've seen that game before. Like, I've seen that style of game, but I don't know, man. The thing is, and like, perhaps Castlevania is not the best example of it, 
Um, I love Castlevania. Yeah, I love Castlevania too. But I mean, technically, you could sit there and say the Castlevania storyline is over. The storyline technically ended with uh, Dawn of Sorrow. Spoilers. With oh, to fuck off! It's fifteen years since that game came out. Uh, but then, I mean, like you have Order of Ecclesia, that you have uh, Portrait of Ruin, where you can like sprinkle in details that happen in between those events. And I mean, like, there's now you're not doing anything with it. I mean, there's come on. I mean, if it, some of them come to the point where they need to fucking end, yeah. I'm I'm looking at it more along the lines of let a franchise end. Because you've completed the the story, rather than yeah. your shareholders are not happy. I, think I mean, that's it's kind of really like the unfortunate uh, thing. Doom Eternal's been out long enough. The ending of Doom Eternal do- is not a sequel bait. It's not clickbait, or it's not. It's it ends. Like it can be like it's done. You can expand on it if you want to. But if they were to never make another new Doom game, those two games done. Like they're good. Wrapped it up. So I don't know. Just make more cool shit. And I'll like it. Call it flippity floppity floopity flu. And if it's got good gameplay, I'm gonna fucking play it. So, <laughs> Ghost right. of Tsushima two. Ghost Confirmed. of Tsushima two. <laughs> I haven't finished it. I don't know what happened at the end. <laughs> I have finished it yet. So, all right. Uh, last one we got here. Microsoft has officially stopped making the Xbox One X. Microsoft is officially discontinuing the Xbox One X and Xbox One S All Digital Edition. As we ramp up into the future with Xbox Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production on Xbox One X, Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Oh, I'm sorry. And the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. I did not know it was going to have this much fucking Xbox One, all this shit. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, anyway, a Microsoft spokesperson told CNN, adding the production of 2016's Xbox One S will continue. The Xbox One X, released in November 2017, was designed to run games with 4K resolution and was billed as a high-end version of 2013's Xbox One. Still, it could not turn Xbox sales around, and Microsoft's flagship product still falls behind Nintendo Switch and Sony's PlayStation 4, the other major consoles of the generation. Microsoft doesn't release uh, the numbers of units sold per device either. And now, as the new Xbox Series X approaches its holiday 2020 release, Microsoft is finally pulling the plug. With the new device and services coming out, this seems more like an effort to reduce the number of consoles in the market and avoid consumer confusion. Juiced Van Drunum, founder of video game investment firm New Brooklyn, sure. told CNN, sure, just a weird way to say Brooklyn. Microsoft may also be discontinuing the all-digital Xbox One S to make room for its cheaper next-generation Xbox, codenamed Lockhart, which is rumored to be announced next month. Its release date is still unknown. Remaining Xbox One X units can be purchased at select stores, according to the Microsoft spokesperson, adding that gamers can check with the local retailers for more details about availability. You better fucking buy one now because I don't know if a lot of those were made and they're going to become a collector's item. So a lot of... I've been looking around stores, just 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 eyeing them, and I yeah. can't find an Xbox One X fucking anywhere, and that I, that's kind of a regret for me. Like, I've always said that I want to focus on PS5 and Series X to be my next step into 4K and like because I didn't yeah. I didn't want to take the the 0.5 step. You know, I wasn't sure that. Right. Is my investment of 400 dollars 
uh, jumping from PlayStation 4 to PS4 Pro, from Xbox One to Xbox One X, going to be worth it when in just another couple of years we're going to be in the next console generation. But this is this is this this is interesting for me because like I get the I get the mindset like getting rid of Xbox sad yeah I get it but getting rid of Xbox One X like I also understand because they're they're both 4K systems like the Series X and the Xbox One X and the the variation between the two um you know while significant is not the same thing as the Xbox One S. Like, I don't know why you're keeping that one around. That one doesn't make sense to me because it's it's like the super budget option. I think like a, an yeah. Xbox One S is like 200, 200 right? 250? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's super cheap. I mean, we are 30-year-old adults and we still get the name of these motherfuckers confused. Can you imagine someone that isn't in the industry trying to go out this holiday season if all of these xboxes are still floating around (laughs) like yeah someone's grandma going out and buying the series x and there's fucking four of them on the shelf which one which one old lady i don't know i gotta call jimmy so i I get it i get it but now the xbox one x is now it's going to be marketed in the secondhand market as like Mm -hmm. oh it's collector's item collector's item limited edition 600 bucks and yep. you're just gonna be sitting there going like fuck i missed my chance yeah i missed my chance i mean it's the same thing now what have we said with the retro collecting is what is it gamecube's getting big now gamecube was it n64 starting to get big so n64 is starting to go up in price and so we're, we're yeah. getting to that stage because now super nintendo and sega genesis are on the downturn uh playstation playstation has always also been kind of expensive they've always kind of like held their value but n64 you're starting to see prices for n64 games go up that are like ridiculous like games that were already expensive i'm just sitting there i'm like what the fuck and you're also seeing paper mario is 70 dollars. that's insane that's absolutely fucking insane bomberman's second attack is 150 (laughs) dollars that actually went down Bomberman's Second it, okay. Attack had, I think it was at one point like $180. Like, uh, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> it, it is insane because that's a terrible fucking game, but it's short print. The OG, OG Paper Mario is on the Wii U Virtual Console for $10. Really? It's $10? I thought it was less $10. than that. Well, I'm, I'm going off. I've recently been on GameStop, so I'm, I'm remembering their prices. Okay. So they were selling it. I don't know why you would go to GameStop to buy a Wii U game digitally, but what the fuck ever. $10. Like, if you want to play that game, you can play it on that. But that's just ridiculous. $70. It's it's just coming into those waves because it's, it's, you know, the NES was getting was, was huge back in, like, 08, 09, going 2011. Yep. Next wave that we just got done with was Gen 4. Now we're going into the Gen 5 video game consoles. And... Even still, like like you said, GameCube, GameCube's prices are still fucking going up. Eternal Darkness, I bought that game for twenty five dollars in two thousand twelve when I was at Luna Games. Uh, it's a hundred bucks. Some people are selling it for a hundred dollars. I'm like, that's not a hundred dollar thousand game. thousand There's year too doors many like, copies. Yeah, thousand year doors like seventy or eighty dollars. It's that one's kind of floated and flirted with the seventy dollar price tag. Going to eighty, I don't know about that. 
I don't know. If that's well, that's because also a lot of people hold it as like that's the best. That's the best Paper Mario. Well, it's not a lot of people hold it. It is definitively. Yeah. So, and I'm super happy for the remaster that's coming out. Wait, has that been official? I thought it was. Wooly Wooly was in the middle of playing Thousand Year Door, and then they announced that it's getting a remaster. You know what? We have the internet. Thousand. We're both doing it. Thousand Year. Door. Uh. Yeah. It looks like it. it says demanded. Oh, we, clamoring. We want it. We it's want wanted. It. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm super wrong. What? <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> oh my no, god. You, you know what? This it would be great if they put this on the Mario thing that will never come out. <laughs> I mean, isn't a new Nintendo Direct supposed to be coming out pretty soon? Poss- man, that the dream lineup I believe would be like Mario 64. I'm trying to grab one from like each console. Mario 64, uh Mario Galaxy, Mario Sunshine. I don't know if this would be on that. It wouldn't. Maybe. I would go a step further and say, you know, have one package that's those three games and then on the other side remake Paper Mario 1 and 2. Like that would that would be perfect yeah. for me because I it's it's hard for me to choose because I love OG Paper Mario almost as much as Thousand Year Door. It's just everything. I haven't Thousand played Year Thousand Door. Year Door, but I love OG. Bro, you need to play Thousand Year Door. It's fantastic, absolutely fucking uh, fantastic. I've watched a playthrough of it, and it looks really fun. It is a lot of fun. Like the dialogue's really good in that. With game. those games, I mean, and this is part of the reason why I like playing the OG Paper Mario so much is that. You, you just stop worrying about health like health becomes a challenge low low health runs is where the challenge is at yeah like, just dump all your points into fp and your badge power and oh see if you have a combination of badges it becomes stupid either. yeah like you're you're one-shotting almost everything like that's yeah. the way to play that's living life on the edge <laughs> that's the way to play this game and that <laughs> nobody else can tell me how to play it so uh now uh also how why the Fuck, do we not have a 3D world port yet? Uh, I don't know. That game is so good. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I concur with that. Hell yeah. We so. want that. Let's, uh... Anyway, that's it for the news. Yeah, let's hit these questions. Okay. I did not research these, so this is going to be fun. So this is, this is going to be off the cuff. Uh, Mr. Haru asks, if you could bring back an old game that you think got robbed of any honest chances of success via a digital re-release or remake, what would it be? Uh, Socket slash Time Dominator first on the Genesis slash Mega Drive comes to mind for me. Something that didn't... Good game. These are questions that I always just default to for the same shit. (laughs) I'm trying to pick other things. I'm going to go with Tempo. Uh, Tempo, oh, yeah. Tempo is a Tempo. hell of a fucking game that just got swept under the rug, and still nobody knows what that fucking game is. Uh, Tempo is I a recently 32X. bought it. Uh, I think I emulated it because. Wait. I'm talking about Tempo the Badass Elephant. No, I'm talking about Tempo on the 32X. The game oh, I don't that know what that Scotty is. Scotty was playing. Oh, that Tempo. Oh, yeah. That game's great. Yeah, that game is dope as shit. Um, I would also say Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah is a great fucking game. I have had that on my Steam pl- my Steam list for so long. 
because I bought it mm -hmm. years ago and I've never booted. Hell it, yeah, is like one of the first Steam games that I got. And I'm just like, hell yeah. I think yeah, a lot of people got it for free at some point, yeah. too. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I actually booted up. I'm like, this game is badass. Like, don't be wrong, the dialogue shit. But this game is badass. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. If you can think of an old game that was robbed of an honest chance at success. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of something. I, I, I mean, the de facto ones are always like Ledger Dragoon. Mm -hmm. Like, that one's always that. I can't even really say Star Fox here. Because it's been it's been successful. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like I've been on a Game Boy Advanced uh hit lately. Even like Golden Sun and all that shit. I honestly don't know. I don't really have a good question for that. Or a I good would like to see one. a return of the game style of Bomberman tournament. For some reason, yeah. like I love the stupid Pokemon minigame, like the really shitty one that was in there. <laughs> like I'm in love with it. I love it. I really want to play that again. I don't, I don't know what. What do you want me to say? Sonic Shuffle? You want me to say that? No, I don't, I don't want you to say that. <laughs> uh, question two. Is there a character who you would die on a hill defending against everyone else? So, buddy in the Discord, I don't know if he didn't know this was a podcast channel. Mm -hmm. uh, he was just like, Doom Guy. And I was like, you know what? Yep. I'll die on the I'll die on a hill for Doom Guy. <laughs> uh, I do it every day, and I begrudgingly... Uh, agreed to it sonic the hedgehog like yeah that's rough that's real rough but it is what it is i'm a car die on the hill for buck bumble bro nobody knows who buck bumble is at least picks you a, do i barely <laughs> <laughs> barely no it'd be doom guy doom guy yeah uh three sonic cd was one unique situation that got two entirely different soundtracks based on region if you could make a different soundtrack for a game what would it be hmm. i would want to fix this. mega man 11 you don't like the soundtrack to mega man 11 it's not compared to mega man history it's not good i don't think it was that great I would want to fix the soundtrack to Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Really? Yeah. There... Is it just you being like an asshole? No, I'm not being an a... asshole. Like, don't get me wrong. There there are 100% yes. There are certain songs on the MVC2 soundtrack that are bangers. And I will defend the character selection screen song to the yeah, day Yeah, take I you die. for a ride? It's great. Yeah, people hate that song. That's sad. They People got hate that song. In their lives. Yes, they do. They do. It's fucking Smash Villain needs to get slapped for saying that that song is bad. Wow. Whatever. Uh, no, I, I, I would like to rework the MVC2 soundtrack. There's, there's a few tracks I'm not really a fan of. Uh, last, to... last yeah. one from Mr. Haru. If you can bring an experience into the VR platforms, what would it be? And what would be your approach? I mean, you could do a Star Fox game. Uh, I would do a really shitty DMV simulator. DMV? Oh, DMV. <laughs> I was like, Devil May... Wait, what? <laughs> Devil May Virgin? <laughs> no, no, DMV. I just like flying flying simulators. Like, that shit's really cool. Because it's something I know I'll never be able to do in real life. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'll do that. Star Fox one. Just like in space. Like, I've just been seeing some really shitty uh, simulators. Like, not necessarily that they're shitty, but, like, it's just so weird, so mundane. 
So like yeah. like truck driving simulator. You see this guy streaming for Dude. eight days playing truck driving yeah. simulator. Yeah. And there's like 50 people in chat being like, hey, oh, let's go. There's peep. There's thousand dollar rigs that they have in their gaming rooms. Oh, I know. And that's all, all they fucking like, like airplane simulator or flight simulator, whatever it's farming. Called. Yeah, I get it. Farming simulator. What? Like truck as, driving as simulator. living in the middle of farming USA. Fuck off with this is a this is a city boy game is what farming simulator is. I don't know. There's there's other ones. There's other ones you know, out there. You know what? I want one. You not. I don't even want one that's action. I just want one if I was just living on a ship in space. A simulator kind of like that. Astronaut just, simulator. No, not even like that. Like I don't want that level. I want like Cowboy Bebop level of spaceship living on a ship. Like, just, like, walking around, I can go out and, like, look at the space and all that other shit. Just seeing crazy-ass galaxies and stuff like that. Like, super realistic and detailed. There, There's a game. It's, I don't even know if it's a game. but I, And I, I think that the game was actually backed by NASA. Um, let me see if it's still on my... It's on NASA Starter, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Let me see if I type in space. Like, uh, okay. Space Engine. Oh. Probably not backed by NASA, but Space Engine is supposed to be like this, this high resolution space explorer type shit. Like it's weird, and you you can like see other galaxies and everything that they have in there is allegedly mapped based on like actual existing galaxies and shit. That's cool. It, it it's it's pretty dope. I got that during the uh, the summer sale, the Steam summer sale, which I don't know if it's still going on. Like I keep getting no, notifications about hentai Nazi game that's apparently been wish listed or some shit like that. It's like, yo, seventy nine. Well, you need to clean your wish list up. And I'm like, I don't know <laughs> when I I must have been drunk. That's a high possibility for you. So yeah. no, I just I I know I have come to terms in my life that I know I will never we will never get to the point. Where we are just like like Cowboy Bebop or Outlaw Star, we can just like go up in space and just be like, yeah. I'm chilling in space. Like, I want it so bad, dude. Like, I just want to be able to do it, and I know I won't be able to do it, so I gotta have a simulator or something like that. I would be deathly afraid. I'm fine keeping my look. I, I've done this shit before. Why would I jump out of a perfectly decent plane? Or just, we're not jumping out. Whatever. I don't want to go up to space. Yeah. Don't want. I would. I would in a heartbeat, man. I want to do the, what is it, where you can go in the plane and experience zero G? Oh, that would scare the fuck out of me. Where you actually float up in the air because yeah, you're like, no, they go really high up in the atmosphere? They, yeah, and then they drop. And that would yeah. scare the shit out of me. They did that God. with a cat. They had a cat in there with them once. I bet you that cat <laughs> pissed everywhere. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's that's so. fucking animal abuse. Zomb <laughs> Zombie hunter he ass. Have you had the chance to play the new Paper Mario and are you disappointed? <laughs> Beginning of the episode. Circle back. Listen to that. Circle back. Yeah. I plan on I don't I don't want to buy it right now. Does that sound bad? Like I don't want I just I'd rather I if I'm gonna buy a game, I'm probably gonna get Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, get Ghost of Tsushima. I'm not I'm not even gonna front. Buy no. Paper Mario if you're dedicated to the franchise. If not, wait for a second. I'll go back and play Thousand Year Door. Yeah, you should do that. 
Uh, H2O Happy Dude asks, with Paper Mario and Luigi's Mansion getting love from Nintendo from previous consoles, what's the one thing you would want to see as a remake and or sequel that you would like to be made by Nintendo? There, There is a rumor going on, and that's the only reason why I'm saying this game. There's a rumor going on that there could be an F-Zero game on the horizon because Nintendo... Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't fucking do that. Nintendo... Don't give me hope. <laughs> has, uh, what's the proper term? Licensed? I don't know if the term is like licensed Patented? or um, secured the domain names for six different F-Zero related websites. Like F-Zero English, F-Zero France, F-Zero Japan, F-Zero. Spawn Wave did a little segment on it just recently when he was revealing the the, the Project xCloud integration for um, Microsoft in September. Yeah, like they were, they were, they were talking do about that. that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't fucking do that to me, dude. Like, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, so if there's a game that I would like to see that's coming from Nintendo... Uh, it would be F Zero, and I hope that this is it. Uh, with how the Switch is, I want to see a new Punch Out game. Okay. I want to see a sequel to the Wii Punch Out game because the Wii Punch Out game is really fucking good. Yeah. And the motion controls are a lot better now, and you could like make it really good. Make it a fucking fitness game. Make it a game mixed it like kind of like Ring Fit is, and all that stuff. I don't know if you can actually do it nowadays because that game has a lot of racism in it. So. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stereotypes that they have to dance around. Yeah, so I don't know. I'd like to see that again. Star Fox is always there. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the next one he says is, "Who is your favorite developer and why is it Platinum Games?" Surprisingly enough, right now it is not Platinum Games for me. Devolver Digital's been hitting it out of the park lately. <sighs> favorite developer? I feel like we've answered this question before. We have because we've said it was Platinum. Um, I mean Platinum's up there. Capcom's up there right now. I would say, I would say recently, what is your most favorite? Because it changes. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm really enjoying, uh, like just going back and playing previous games. Arxis, Arc System Works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. even though they've really more solidified themselves as a publisher at this point, um, pretty much everything that they picked up has been, at the bare minimum, good. Like even yeah. when Arc System Works delved into hardcore uh uprising and i don't know if i got the title correct it was anime contra and it was yeah. really good so i have doing really well now too yeah i haven't had an issue with anything that either capcom or arc system works has come if out you with. if you take fighting games out of capcom's roster as of lately capcom's really good right now <laughs> yeah I mean, they just did, like, Capcom did this really weird thing with uh, Street Fighter V, where they've added um, DRM to the Steam version of Street Fighter V, effectively killing all the mods, which is a big deal because uh, there was this guy, and I forget what his name was, but Ernesto, um, he does a a talk show on YouTube called Button Check. that's a good name (laughs) yeah it's pretty dope um and he sat down with him and he was just like i reverse engineered this uh i reverse engineered uh street fighter 5 so that i can show all the hitbox 
like the mm-hmm. hurt boxes and the hit boxes in Street Fighter Five, so that you can see when I throw a punch where your actual hurt box is located. And Capcom tried sending him a cease and desist. And really? <laughs> yeah, they they tried C and Ding him, and they were like, "Nah, bitch, I'm from the UK. I own the product. I have a right to uh, reverse engineer it. I'm not creating mm-hmm. anything that's breaking the game." I'm not showing what's already in there. I'm showing them a feature. So them turning on this DRM is killing all the mods. And they're like, you know, what the fuck? Or I think the DRM is being implemented on July 20th. So we'll see what happens on Monday. All right. What do we got? Scotty's next. Scotty's the last one. The Capcom beat em up bundle is a great collection we didn't know about or we didn't know that we needed. What's another genre that needs a bundle rather than restricted to just one series like Street Fighter, Castlevania, etc.? Shmups. Shmups. More shmup collection. What what would be in your shmup collection? I only know a handful of shmups, so I'm going to get reamed by Kusanagi and other people. I'm going to throw in Musha. I'm going to throw in... I'm going to throw in Ikaruga. I'm going to throw in Thunder Force 4, because that's what I prefer. So a lot of people like Thunder Force 3. I like 4 better. I think you need um, an R-Type in there, don't you? R-Type uh, 3, the Lightning. That R-type one's super expensive on a Super Nintendo. <laughs> I, I think it's one of the best ones. Yeah. I mean, like, you can go into the older ones as well. Um, shit, the name is escaping me. Einhander. Einhander, yeah, Einhander. Einhander. Uh, what's the super goofy fucking be- uh, shoot shmup on uh, some of the P- on Super Nintendo. Pocky and Rocky? No, that's not. Is that a shmup? That's not a I shmup. I think that's a shmup. Uh, you still run, you run around and do shit. It's like kind of a mixture. No, uh, pull. Uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, I have to I have to look this up. Are you talking about? Um, oh, shit. Now the name escaped me, too. With uh, Opa. Is that's that it? Fancy Zone. Fancy Zone. Is that what you're no. thinking of? No. Shmups on SNES. Parodius. I don't know that game. You should look up Parodius because it's fucking insane. All right. Put that on the list. Parodius is fucking insane. It's great. Uh, But no, yeah, that's uh, a good shmup beat em up. Or not a, beat, a good shmup beat A good shmup collection is something we need recently. We've got fighting game collections. Like, we got Street Fighter. We got Sam Show. We've got the beat em up bundle, which we need more of those because there are a lot more beat em ups that uh, are not around. Uh, I would like a definitive collection of all the Metal Slug games. That would be nice. That exists. <laughs> Does that already exist? Okay. It exists. It's on the PlayStation 3. So, like, the PlayStation 3 is, like, the definitive Metal Gear Solid machine because you have the Metal Gear Solid collection, which has every single game from Metal Gear to Metal Gear Solid 4. And then I think Ground Zeroes and The Phantom Pain was also released on the PlayStation 3. I said Metal Slug. Oh, I thought you said Metal Gear Solid. My <laughs> Metal <bad>. Slug. <laughs> uh, that also exists. We have a collection of Metal Slug. It's on the well, Wii. Well, it's it's on the Wii, but there have been more that have come out since then, has there not? Has there? I don't recall a new Metal Slug coming out. Like Double X? Was Double X before the Wii version? I don't remember. Like I, I'd, have to, I'd have to go look. Um, 
Adding to the shmups, I would like Air Bunk on there. I think Air Bunk would be pretty dope. We need a racing one too. Old school racers. Uh, are we going arcade racers? You could do arcade racers, arcade racer collection, like Daytona and uh, Cruising USA and all that shit. The thing I'm is, just is feeding, would, I'm just feeding to Kusanagi be, is like, what I'm really, doing. <laughs> yeah. It would have to be really varied because I feel like all of the Sega Rally games are relatively similar. They're just different versions that build upon each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd have to get, you'd have to put like Crazy Taxi in there because it's so weird and different than all the other racers. Yeah. That would have to be in there to, and then like I don't know what other maybe races, just like, like a Sega Racing um, collection, package, like a, a bundle like that. Yeah, yeah. The music in Daytona is so good. We were playing it the other night, and it's just really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's dope. I like it. Yeah, we need more beat 'em up bundles though. There's a lot more games out there that, uh, especially Capcom. Like, I think that was only, like, six games that Capcom, that a lot of them didn't come out. We need, like, a Battletoads or something like that. Yes. We need that shit, so. Yes. No, that's, that's where I'm at. That's it. Cool. All right, man. What do you got going on this week? Um, I'm going to be playing more Dreamcast, more Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, pretty much the three things that I've already said. Um, as far as what I'm playing on Dreamcast, I am going to try to start up Elemental Gimmick Gear. That one, that one has been on my mind ever since Powell told me about it. Too many games. And, gotcha. You know, I paid the fucking what is it, seventy, eighty bucks to go pick it up in English. I have it in Japanese too. Like I'm going to fucking do something with it. All right. Uh, well, I've got uh, I've got my pa- Panzer Paladin review coming out on the twenty first. Uh, I will also be streaming Panzer Paladin on the night of the 21st on the Megavisions channel. Nice. Uh, I'm going to be playing a lot of that. So you can come and check it out. I'll be streaming it for probably starting around like 7 my time. I'll be playing it for a while. Uh, hopefully I've gotten good at it. We'll see. So <laughs> uh, I don't know what we're going to do for Thursday Night Throwdown yet. Uh, I was thinking I kind of want to play some Rocket League, but we might test some more Dreamcast stuff just okay. to make sure stuff looks good. So uh, I know Scotty is streaming. Uh, he's doing his Knuckles thing where he's playing uh, like ha- ro- hacks of Sonic games where you play as Knuckles. So he's playing Sonic 3, but as Knuckles, like the original Sonic. Not Sonic and Knuckles, but Sonic 3 as Knuckles. Okay. That's what he said he's playing. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, other than that, I'm going to start playing some Doom Eternal with a controller because... The due date for the article is getting pretty close. Uh, So we're going to work on that. That should be... I have this sneaking suspicion that it's not going to be that big of a deal for me. And I'm just going to be like, this is good too. Like, just up the sensitivity on everything and then they're good to go. So, I don't know. Uh, Other than that, I'm probably going to pick up Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know for sure yet. But... Oh, I told you, I, I told, or I put in the Discord, too, that my GameStop order finally came in, and uh, all the all the games work. I've tested good. all the games. All yeah. of them are in good condition, except for Metroid uh, Fusion. The the cover, the is there some wear and tear on the sticker? That but sucks. all the other ones look good. Leaf Green's fine, uh, Ruby's fine, Banjo-Kazooie's fine. Now, I just tested them for a little bit. They could be fucked up later down the road, so. But no, uh, we'll see. We got shit going on, and uh, make sure to go, you know, check us out on Twitter. Check out our merch. We still got merch going on. You can find that shit over on Redbubble. 
Uh, just don't buy the masks. As per last episode, we found out that those weren't that great. Yeah, no. And, uh, but, no, nah, that's all I got going on, so. All right. Well, we will see you next time.